following podcast may be explicit. One Joe Young presents Adventures from the Shed, a tabletop RPG podcast. You can find us online at adventuresfromtheshed.com. And you can find us right here at Adventures from the Shed, coming at you with our first episode of the D&D Essentials Kit Adventure, Dragon of Icefire Peak. Read it there. Uh, we're going to go around the table here and say hi. We're going to start with this guy right to my side here. Hi, my name is Randy, and I play Dirk, the Dwarven Fighter. Uh, let's move on to somebody else. That would bring it to me. My name is Eli. I'm playing Jerem Freebell, Human Druid. And next? That would be me. My name is Zebulon, and I'm playing Doc Wellwater, who is a human ranger. Ranger. A ranger? <laughs> That's awesome. This is Chris. I'll be playing Grimdahl, the Dwarven Cleric. And I am Joe. I am the Dungeon Master for this Dungeons & Dragons adventure that we'll be playing um, we are going to be starting up here in Roll20, and um, before we get into talking about our characters, I just want to show you some of the fun that we were having, uh, art-wise, while we were getting ready for the podcast. So we've got, we've got our own art here, and anyone who's familiar with the Essentials Kit cover art, uh, we have desecrated this poor dragon before the adventure even starts. Uh, we'll get to him again later. <laughs> <laughs> but in the meantime, we'll go back to our peoples, and we've got Randy up first. Randy, tell us a little bit about Dirk, and if you guys can remember some of the backstory that you've come up with, you're welcome to share that stuff, too. So we just want to introduce our characters before we get started with the game. Uh, Dirk Locksworth is a Dwarven fighter, as I said earlier. Uh, he's based off of an old character of the same name and uh, class. Uh, he is an adventurer. He's, uh, I guess Chris and I decide that our characters uh, are longtime friends. So uh, his friend would bring him along to go. And uh, I believe your character's name is Grimdle. Uh, they would, he'd bring him along. And uh, I guess uh, Dirk would uh, save his butt from time to time and yank him out of some bad spots. Um, but yeah, Dirk doesn't have any real um, objective other than uh, just seeking adventure with good friends, good drinks, and maybe uh, the biggest weapon he can get to hit something with. Nice. I see Eli uh, chewing. I'm going to go right to Chris because uh, Dirk has some history with Grimdahl. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, Grimdahl, Grim for short, but he's not Grim. He's always positive. And he's uh, always short. Yeah, well, that's true. Hey about that. <laughs> uh, so he's a cleric, but he's a kind of a treasure hunter as well, but more into like stone statuette kind of things. But he'll collect anything. And that's what kind of got him in trouble where Dirk would have to kind of rescue his butt. But then I would heal him so he wouldn't feel too bad about it. But yeah, you know, it's one of those things where uh, he was probably, his mom's probably mad at me for bringing him on. Yeah, because I'm in trouble. <laughs> his mom's upset that you bring him into all this trouble. Yeah. Hey, it's fun. It's crazy. I just Eli. sewed that back together. Why is it ripped up again? <laughs> he, he keeps stealing all my Hummel figurines every time he's over. He uh, he has his uh, wish to find big weapons because his mom used to just beat him with a rolling pen after every adventure. <laughs> that's rough. So he's going to get back at her at some point? Uh, he just That's where he gets his uh, will for two-handed weapons. Nice. Okay. <laughs> Eli shaking his head, ready to introduce Jerem. <laughs> 
Uh, yeah. So, uh, Jerem, he's a, uh, human druid, uh, kind of, kind of went stereotypical for his backstory. You know, the whole raised by animals is he was raised by a family of rabbits after, uh, getting lost from his own family, uh, when he was a little boy, the, the rabbits took him in and, uh, raised him like one of their own. So he has some strange habits. Most of those were, uh, put to rest by a family of moles that taught him language uh, so there's that, I guess. Uh, <laughs> so he has he, rabbit habits. He, yeah, rabbit habits. And He's a bit wascally. Uh, He's got the strangest accent for things. He's on a grand quest to find his way back home. Uh, unfortunately, he has no idea where he was when he got lost. So he doesn't know who or what home is. He's just kind of looking for it. He'll know when he finds it. it it'll, it'll be pretty obvious, right? There will be rabbits who are really happy to see him. <laughs> right? I mean, anytime you see rabbits, if they're not running up to Jerem, he's probably not home. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> and Zeb, tell us about Doc. Uh, yeah, Doc is, uh, you know, a, a man approaching middle age and... Uh, I familiar with that. Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> we all get there at some point. Right? Yeah. Well, that's Doc's biggest fear is he doesn't want to die. He wants to stay young forever. So that's his his internal goal is to uh prevent his own death. But yeah, he's a he's a ranger, he used to, you know, just work as, work as a logsman in the town, you know, cutting down trees, making lumber, stuff like that. Making lumber. All right. Um, I'm going to show our map of the Sword Coast. Uh, 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 uh. You know what? I got to click that button. That's the right one. All right. Yeah. Um, so within the, uh, the wow, what is it called? <laughs> I already lost it. The, um, oh, the wow. realm. Uh, 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 Sword Coast. The, D, the well, the D and D, um, Vandalin? No, Forgotten no. Realms. Forgotten Realms setting. Thank you. Damn it! I knew Realm was in there, but the, of course, the word I forgot was well, forgotten. Forgot. Yeah. Uh, within the Forgotten Realms, setting, forgot the Forgotten Realms. There is the Sword Coast region, and Neverwinter is kind of the big uh, town city in that area. We, however, are not going to be going to Neverwinter. This adventure takes place in Fandalin or Fandalin. Um, let me see if I can. Fandalin. It is towards the southern part of the map of the Sword Coast. And you'll see there are a, a few roads around there, some mountains, etc. And to the right or the east of Fandalin, you can see Icebire Peak. Well, Icebire Peak, um, over uh, or in recent times has had some problems. It appears there's a uh, young white dragon who was forced out of the north by larger, more angry dragons and has found a home and a lair in Icebire Peak and has been uh, circling the area, widening its lair as well as finding things to eat and gather for its own treasure hoard. And it's become kind of a menace. And that's pretty much the backdrop 
for this um, for this adventure that we'll be going on, the Dragon of Icebire Peak. So the backdrop is always there's this you know big mean young dragon. Um, <laughs> young being key here because we're all you know level one characters as we get started in the game, and they uh, so the dragon's always out there and it's always uh, a chance that you may see the dragon. The dragon may harass you. It, it's just something that people in the area are living under the tyranny of this dragon right now, and perhaps that's what drew everybody to the area, knowing that there would be adventure and things that can be done. So I'm going to go next to switch to our, see if I can find the right Fandolin map here. So we can share that one. Uh, there. So Fandolin or Fandalin, you can pronounce it either way. We're very flexible here. Fandalin. Yeah. <laughs> Fandolin. Um, Fandolin, so there's where I get to read you the beginning the adventure text. It is uh, somewhere on the freaking thing here. Um, yep, that's the right one. So, nestled in the rocky foothills of the snow-capped Sword Mountains is the mining town of Fandolin, which consists of 40 or 50 simple log buildings. There are crumbling stone ruins surrounding the newer houses and shops, showing how this must have been a much larger town in centuries past. Fandolin's residents are quiet, hardworking folk who came from distant cities to eke out a life amid the harsh wilderness. They are farmers, stonecutters, blacksmiths, traders, prospectors, and children. And children, like all those, the other ones are professions. And children. Um, nice. The town has no walls and no garrison. <laughs> but most of the adults keep weapons within easy reach in case the need for arms should arise. Visitors are welcome here, particularly if they have coin to spend or news to share. The Stonehill Inn at the center of town offers modest lodging and meals. A couple of doors down from the inn, posted outside the townmaster's hall, is a job board for adventurers. So, that's the town you're starting in. Again, we can see it on the map there. And if we could uh, kind of zoom in towards the center there, Zeb, if you would. Um, you can see that there's a... Um, you can see what is the center of town, you know, the nice tan blob there, exactly. Uh, and right there is the the, the gray-roofed building to the, to the northeast of that spot is the Stonehill Inn. And southeast of that, there is a reddish, uh, rusty-colored roofed building, which is the Town Master's Hall. But as described in the, um, the narration text to get us started, there are all kinds of uh, people here. There's the, the inn, there's a place for provisions, there's a, um, a merchant company building, a miners' exchange, a shrine, the town master's hall. So there are different places to check out. Is um, the miners' exchange where they trade the children? <laughs> hey, oh, the uh, <laughs> it is now. Oh, um, it's where they, you know, assign people to new mines. That's it. The exchange. It's like a foreign exchange student kind of thing, but exactly minor exchange. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so you guys are arriving in town from whatever road, doesn't really matter. Um, you get towards the center of town, like the description says, there are people around. Uh, they're all busy about doing their business. And um, 
it's up to you guys what you'd like to check out first. Hi, Grimdor. We're finally in this friggin' town. Friggin it took us forever. Ugh. What do you want to do me. first? Uh, I got it. I got to hit the shrine. I, I got to. I gotta, gotta, hit it. gotta hit it, bro. Hit it. Well, I'm not gonna hit it like last time. Right, fine, anyway. we'll go. Jeez. <laughs> so let's go right there. I'll give you a little bit of info about the shrine. Uh, there's no official flavor text, but um, if you're familiar with the goddess Timora, uh, she is the goddess of luck uh, and good fortune. And that is the shrine that's here. It's a shrine made of stones uh, taken from nearby ruins. So it's a pretty rudimentary shrine. Um, it has a uh, sign there that says um, caretaker will return. Yeah, it seems yeah. to be closed there, Grindel. <laughs> yeah, let's go to the other shrine. Let's go to the it's, tavern there. It's a pile of rocks. I mean, <laughs> it uh, never closes. <laughs> is, is that where your buddy, uh, what was his face again that you met? Um, you said he was meeting us in this town. Uh, Doc? Doc, yes, that, that's the one. Yeah, I haven't seen him in a, in months. <laughs> but well, hey, he's right over there now. It's lucky over he's at the he's at the other shrine, the tavern. <laughs> the um, actually, let's see if I can figure out on this map where that shrine was in relation to where you started. Well, I, I assume it's that's that pile of rocks in the center oh, yeah, of town. It, it is. It is that pile of rocks that was right in that uh, center area. Yep, that is the shrine. What is the name of this uh, bar or inn? That's uh, the Stonehill Inn. We're hitting that. Come on, guys. Come on over. <laughs> I'm going to see if I can actually share some of the uh, this layer. Oh, if I put that on the map layer. Now now you should see Stonehill Inn. Oh, yeah. Cool. Hey, look, I can do some of this. Cool, cool. Thank and then I've already said where the Town Master's Hall is, so let's add that to the map layer, too. And now we know about the Shrine of Luck. I will do that as well. Hey. Well, it's way over there. Yeah, well, that's where the words are, but the arrow does point all the way uh, over. We don't have an arrow. Yeah, it's pretty <laughs> yeah. much Shrine next to the end, which that's is funny. just north of the uh, Town Master Hall. Um, that's not another shrine. Is that a ruined chapel or so, or something else that's off to the all the way east? over to the right, the east? Yeah. Um, not listed. Okay. Get back to buffering ruins. <laughs> <laughs> now what? remember, as part of the description, there's a lot of ruins around. Yeah, so yeah. this city, or this was a city that held more people centuries ago, yeah. and uh, was destroyed, and not too. <laughs> far in the the past uh i want to say it's like they say it's 40 or 50 years or so um the area became settled again so it's yeah. not a particularly old town gotcha well yeah why right, don't we'll, you go to the tavern uh, we'll head to the inn yeah or the, the inn. inn yeah all right and the stonehill inn is a modest two-story roadhouse uh, has rooms for rent roadhouse <laughs> it is a roadhouse yep um, <laughs> some guy. The guy gets kicked out of the door as you're approaching it. Be nice so, until it's time to stop. Hey, this be my kind of bar. <laughs> uh, let's see. Da, 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 da. Um, let's see if there's anything useful. Okay. Um, so when you enter, you see a um, short uh, human man. Um, 
he looks friendly and he definitely would be the guy that runs the place. He immediately walks up to you and introduces himself as, um, he, I am Tolan Stonehill. Welcome to my inn. You must be new here in Vandalin. Well, we've been here before, but it's been a while. I shake his hand if he puts it out. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He, he, <laughs> a friend of mine, Doc. Doc. Hi, hey, he's Doc. a ranger. He's a ranger. You know those guys? <laughs> Definitely a ranger. Just a little um, And Jeremy could be sitting in here already. We can get Jeremy into the uh, into the mix. Maybe he's sitting at the table having some uh some Maybe he's the guy that got roundhouse kicked out. Probably having some comfrey <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. No, if, if Eli had said it, I'd have said yes, but I made that one up. So <laughs> I mean you know what? We'll we'll have Jerem walk back in. Yeah, we'll have Jerem walk into the inn and just be like, wow, that guy got sent flying. <laughs> nice. Uh, oh, there you are, Doc. Hey, oh, hey how's it going? Yeah, it's been a while. This is oh, a, he's those twins you mentioned? Yeah. Or he's not the twins? Well, I wouldn't call them twins of their face. We're not brothers. <laughs> Even though we might. Uh, my apologies. I come from a very large family. Uh, we don't Everybody all look the same, so I kind of... That's on me. I'm sorry. We're more family than I am with my other brothers. Hmm. I understand that. That's an interesting accent you have there, Jerem. Where, where are you from? Axe? Accent? Accent. Ah, accent. Um, I didn't know, you know if Eli misunderstood on purpose or accidentally. <laughs> I, I genuinely heard Axe. Uh, yes, uh, I've been around. I, you know, it's... Uh, well, well, a little uh, bit here, a little bit of there. It's, it's... While Jerem's uh, embarrassing himself in front of Grimdall, I pulled Dirk aside and I'm like, don't mention his accent. He was raised by rabbits in the woods. <laughs> so he has like a rabbit-tinged accent somehow. You probably would have told Grimdall he's more uh, forgiving for that kind of thing. So tell me about this weird voice you have there. <laughs> I don't have... It's not a... I, uh, and Jerem just kind of like devolves into squeaks. 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 I, I, for some reason, I keep thinking squirrel sounds. I really don't know what sounds rabbits make. Uh, and keeper, he's had enough. Very light chirps, unless they're terrified, in which case they are just screaming. Nice. Okay. Screaming rabbit goats. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you guys will, I'm going to say you guys will sit down at the table to chat. Um, uh, Tolan, Mr. Stonehill comes over, um, asks if you want anything to eat or drink. Uh, some steamed carrots, please. Carrots. A round of your <laughs> finest mead for the table, please. Nice. Oh, thank um, you. Now, one thing that I don't think we established when we talked about it and uh, we made our characters was uh, like starting gold. Did anybody have any actual coins on there? Uh, just the, to get just started? the 10 gold from the character creation. Okay. Then that would be good. As long as there is something. Yep. Because we are going to keep at least a little track of it where the, uh, where the adventure brings it up. So oh, do you have any night crawlers in season right now? Um, maybe over at uh, Barthen's Provisions, he might have something. What is wrong with you? What's <laughs> wrong with me? That's good protein. Oh, you want protein? Uh, I've never cooked a night crawler. 
Oh, no, it's fine. It, it, you lose a lot if you end up cooking them. I'll, just the carrots, please. Yeah, okay. Um, so for a uh, meal and drink, it'd be one silver piece. And uh, exchange rate there, Zeb, if you didn't already know, is 10 silver to one gold. So if you had 10 gold, then you just need to now have nine gold, nine silver. No worries. Try to see what oh. I have. I was actually trying to pull up my character sheet on my uh, all-in-one PC to have it on the side, but it's taken a million years to even <laughs> use that. So I'm like, I'm just going to pull it up on my nice new fast PC. Uh, I don't have any of the gray coins, but I have some of the yellow ones. So tell you what, why don't you just keep the drinks coming? Cool. That's 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 great. Um, I could put you up in a room for the night too if you want. I had the starter 10 gold as well. Uh, yeah. I, mean, I, I looked to the group. I was just going to sleep outside, but I mean, <laughs> y'all want the room? <laughs> I'd prefer one if I'm being honest. Yeah. We'll, one room we'll for my Ranger friend. We'll take a room. Let's have, um, I want to have anybody here, I guess whoever clicks it first, roll a d6. Just because I tried to do it in the game and it wasn't happy with me. So I'm going to ask somebody else to do it. And this is um, this is going to help determine. All right, Grimdale did it. Rolled a six. So this is one of those things in the adventure. There are different tales uh, that some of the people in the town will tell you. And um, so, so Joram tells you, uh, or Tolan. This is not Joram. You're. I'm just mixing up the character <laughs> at the same time. We are one. But Mister Stonehill. Says, hey, you know, as he's bringing your food back to the table, get you all set up, you got your drinks and everything. He kind of looks around a little and he's like, uh, you know, the um, guy that was just sent, as you said there, Ella, <laughs> uh, he was in here talking about the dragon uh, seen pretty close uh, recently. So you guys probably want to be careful if you're going out uh, adventuring or something. Oh, we're going out all right. <laughs> yeah. Where, 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 definitely. Dragon, where do you see the dragon at? Where specifically? Uh, Flying high through I'd, the clouds. <laughs> I'd, yeah, I'd imagine it'd be in the clouds. You hear that, Dirk? Yeah. You know, there's dragons. There's at treasure. The treasure. Yes. <laughs> at the distance, that guy Dalton said he saw them. Um, it's hard <laughs> to say how big it was. It could have been as big as an elephant or maybe uh, smaller, but it definitely had gleaming white scales. That's what he said, at least. You know, you can't believe everything the drunk tells you. Yeah, for a second, I thought you were going to say it could have been as big as two elephants. <laughs> one elephant, two <laughs> elephants, one baby elephant, two baby elephants, half an elephant seal. You know, it could be almost any size elephant. Yeah, that's the that's the preferred <laughs> measurement in this town. <laughs> it is. Wait, <laughs> the Indian or African elephant? Everything by elephant somehow. Yeah. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Uh, so your meals, your meals relatively rudimentary. It's a small town, so everything's very fresh, mind you. But it's all pretty basic. You know, some potatoes, maybe a little bit of stew, some um, some gravy. Bread. Yeah, some good. It's definitely gonna be good gravy, man. Yeah. Yeah. As long as I got the good gravy, I'm in. Yeah, there are a couple of farms right there, so the plenty of stuff that you eat is gonna be um, grown right next to. Uh, well, right next to 500 feet from the Stonehill Inn is where most of the food's actually coming from. Nice. Um, it's a good rabbit stew. Uh, <laughs> Don't tell probably some of Jeremy's friends. Uh, just, <laughs> waiting to see what is oh, Eli oh, reacted. It's a delicious rabbit stew. I mean, 
Rabbit and Nightcrawlers too. <laughs> that was my cousin. Would you say this stew was made from hairs? <laughs> yeah, it was. It, it's a uh, chicken, actually. It's a chicken stew. What's a chicken? It's a chicken. Um, mm. It's uh, kind of like a rabbit, smaller than an elephant. <laughs> oh, I know the one you're talking more about. More dinosaur-like. Yeah. yeah, definitely more dinosaur-like. Speaking of funky animals, do you think that uh, drunk really saw a dragon? I think he might have just seen a very white owl. Well, there's plenty of people <clears throat> pass through that have um, mentioned tales about the dragon, uh, but that's been way far away from where we are now, uh, far to the east in the Ice Spire Peaks, so we really haven't had to deal with it. Mm. Yeah, so. I've heard tales of these terrifying things called cats, but I haven't seen any around here terrorizing villages. Cats, you say? Um, oh yeah, used just, to hear about them all the time back yeah. home. Well, Ter- terrible play. You don't want back to where it. I was raised. <laughs> it, was a t- it was a terrible show. Um, but are we, are we to assume that Icepire Peak is indeed a mountain? My preferred zone. It's kind of <clears throat> like a mountain range. Okay, interesting. Yeah. Not not a huge mountain range, but a mountain range nonetheless. A bunch of hills um, with some uh, at least one very tall peak. <clears throat> of course, only one may be the tallest. <laughs> uh, and um, as you're finishing up and he starts to clear away the uh, plates, he just lets you know, hey, if you guys are just passing through and you're looking for something to do, um, you can go by the town hall and see what's up on the adventurer job board or job board for adventurers, if you will. Uh, so you might be able to find something there if you're looking for uh, something to do. Uh, otherwise, it's a pretty boring town. Well, uh, that, You're welcome to hang out and stay. That definitely piques me in Grimdahl's interest. Zeb, mm. Jerem, are you two lads looking for adventure? That's Doc. Oh, sorry, Doc. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a character name for his real name. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I could be, you know... I ready for adventure if uh as long as it's not too dangerous oh what's the there's nothing too dangerous you'll be fine it's a small town all right we'll split the gold 40 40 10 10 all right dangerous for the week yeah yeah, i don't know about that (laughs) i i've never heard that poem what's 40 40 10 10 (laughs) oh you'll get your share I am going to take um, some quick screen captures of these quests so you guys keep talking for now while you find your way to that place. Yes, we will head. Oh, I guess it's just across the street, right? Town Master's Hall? Yeah, but I mean, if you see a cat, who knows what could happen? Oh, that's true. Wandering, wandering feline. Cast control table. fire on the cat. It fails because the cat is not on fire. Oh, <laughs> uh, I'm getting there. So keep going. Keep talking. So you... You guys have both asked me, pointing at the two shorter gentlemen, about my accent. What about yours? You definitely don't sound like the people around here. Hey, don't talk to Grimdola like that. He speaks very well. <laughs> yes, my uh, common is perfect. Perfect. Now, and- Dirk over here, he's from somewhere else, so he's got a weird accent. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it was all the rolling pins, uh... <laughs> His mom. Yeah. Well, Possibly that could be something. We don't like to talk about that too much. I, I spent a summer abroad, and I haven't changed back since. <laughs> oh, and how she's doing? <laughs> Very well. That's good to hear. We apairently had twins. <laughs> it changed his voice and everything. 
So here's what I'd like to do. You guys um, roll up on the place. Uh, check the, the chat. I put the stuff in there. But um, let me read you the description for the Townmaster's Hall. So the Townmaster's Hall has sturdy stone walls, a pitched wooden roof, and a bell tower at the back. The job board next to the front door features a sparse number of notices, all written in common and in the same hand. And what I pasted in the chat there, um, hopefully you guys can read it. Uh, what I'd like is three of you to just read out um, one of the quests or, you know, one each. And just don't read the purple parks. That's just the name of the quest. Uh, you can just read what the note says. All right. I'll read one. R right up to where it says, if the characters undertake that. Yeah, I got it. Uh, all right dwarf prospectors found ancient dwarven ruins in the mountains southwest of here and have been working on an archaeological archaeological dig seeking treasure and relics need to be warned that a white dragon has moved into the area take the warning to them then return to Townmaster harbin wester to collect a reward of 50 gold so that's one of the jobs who wants to read the next one i gotcha a clan of reclusive rock gnomes reside in a small network of caves in the mountains to the southeast. The gnomes of Nomengard are known for their magical inventions, and they might have something with which to defeat the dragon. Get whatever you can from them. If you bring back something useful and don't want to keep it for yourself, Townmaster Harbin Wester will pay 50 gold pieces for it. Cool. And the last one? I'll take this one. Okay. The local midwife... An acolyte of Shantae, Shanti, named Adabra Gwyn, lives by herself in a stone windmill on the side of a hill a few miles south of Phandalin. With dragon sightings becoming more common, it's not safe for her to be alone. Urge Adabra to return to Phandalin. Once she's safe, visit Townmaster Harbin Wester to claim a reward of 25 gold pieces. Cool. So you guys have three quest options or three jobs for adventurers there uh one going to check on the dwarven prospectors the second to check on the reclusive rock gnomes and the third to go warn the lady in the windmill that it's not safe to be out there with the dragon what sounds appealing to you well dirk you know what i'm picking buddy <laughs> well, dwarven excavation site with relics and treasure come on i was like our kind of jam <laughs> I have a more pressing matter would be finding the uh, missing, uh, um, what was it called? The, uh, the missing dwarf prospectors. Yes, that's what I'm talking about. Oh, okay. I thought you were saying you wanted to go to the See? gnomes. Yeah, you already agreed with me. You didn't yes, even know. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're going to the same <laughs> one. Hey, that said it had an item. I'll too. meet you there. But right, there's a little old lady that needs our help. <laughs> She's all alone out there. These, the, the miners have, you know, their minds. Look, it's our brothers. Our dwarven brothers need our help. To yes, be fair, it's her own fault for dragging her feet. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, it's one life above many. So, yeah, it's, all, it's one life secluded from everyone else. These other ones have teams to help. This is an RPG. I'm sure the other mission will be there when we get back. <laughs> <laughs> what? There's a darn good chance of it. Yes. <laughs> So it sounds like we're leaning toward the Dwarven Prospectors. That's what so. it seems to be. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, keep us away from the gnomes. I don't want to... Um... <laughs> gnomes. They always I think they're better they, than us. Right, Dirk? <laughs> I think it's always. funny that they... Um, 
they have Even the name Nomengard, which I assume is something with uh, the Neverwinter setting or something, gnomes in that area. But just when you always have the name as part of the description or, or part of the, you know, the, the clan or whatever, I think it's just kind of funny. Uh, like the, the dwarves of the Dwarfmeister clan. That's just <laughs> weird. Um, all right. So let's talk a little about what we can do for the quest. Now, first off, you're in a town. Do you have everything you think you need or do you need to, uh, does anybody want to explore the town anymore for anything that they may want to bring with them on an adventure? Yeah, I mean, I don't have any torches, but I do have candles. I've got my healer. That's all I Tinder need. Puck. Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I took the pretty much like the equipment, like the usual equipment pile. Yeah. Same. Um, yeah, well, I, I did not do any of that, so it might be a good idea to get to run to the store. <laughs> well, chances are you can have the, well, I assume that chances are, you can have whatever standard equipment is for a uh, level one character. So to Chris's point, if there's a, like an adventurer pack, uh, chances are you've got Yeah, that. I mean, mine was probably a little bit more geared to a cleric. I have like, you know, block of incense, candle, sensor, stuff, rash, yeah. you know, vestments, that kind of stuff. Yeah. But it did come with the usual food, you know, water and kind of thing, tinderbox. Oh, I got an alms box. I'm gonna go get me some money. Nice. So you pass the collection plate. <laughs> All right. Um, so if we don't need to do that, um, again, we're going on the dwarven excavation quest, which I'm a fine. Uh, you know I, I do need to pick up a few more rations. I have one day's worth, so what? Well, how far away did it say this place was? <sighs> Southwest uh, in the mountains. This is funny because it doesn't really matter. You're just going to be there. <laughs> yeah. Well, I didn't know if like, hey, it's more than the day. Or like, oh, you can get there in a couple hours kind of thing. You know, you really you, need... Honestly, hadn't even thought of it. Let me see. Fast travel. Can... Like how much food do we travel. really need? Let me just double check. Um, Jerem, throw me. Map. Um, Don't tell the elf. <laughs> this is part of trying to figure out where things are in the electronic version. Um, Dwarven excavation, you're going southwest and on the map, it, the key says you are traveling. Southwest of here. Uh, Bring up the big map. Five miles. So you're, you're going about 20 miles. Yeah, it'd be pushing it. miles southwest. Yeah, so we and might have to camp one. Camp yeah, if you, go, start uh, if you go overland, um, not going along the roads, uh, it's relatively, uh, it's all green. It's like the um, the grassland look. Is there something? Can we rent like a wagon and horses or anything here? Or, you know, um, I mean, we probably can't afford to buy. One. We could probably rent. If we can rent one. Get us there a little bit faster. Yeah, I think. And then we could carry anything back if we find a decent amount of stuff. You know. A handcart itself. Uh, just something that like a, a regular person can uh, pull along is only 15 gold pieces. Minor investment, but we could definitely afford it. Yeah. So I'm going to switch this over to the Sword Coast map so you guys can see this as well. Um, but on the Sword Coast map, down on the bottom, I have now made Dwarven Excavation. Okay. Shown, and by the key, the... Um, 
each hex is five miles. So if you go from the Fandalin, Fandalin to the Dwarven excavation, you've got about 15 miles um, over grassland, and then it ends at the at a mountain, which makes sense, of course. It's or, Fandalin in the uh, is, is that the little like the T intersection there? Or something? Oh, I, yeah, you guys did not see that yet. I didn't realize that that was not shown. Fandalin is right oh, there. Closer. Yep. Awesome. Yep. Yep. And that's why I was saying you could take the road, but you kind of got to go way around for that. You probably just go overland. Yep. And there's fine. nothing in the book about, you know, the travel there. But to your okay. point, Chris, it, it'd probably be tomorrow morning when you got there. Right. We're doing Unless we wanted to, like, get up crazy early, then go, and then show up in, like, evening, then camp, and then hit the place in the morning, or go in at nighttime. It's get crazy. <laughs> so I'm going to go to the other page here. I want to make sure I have the page open as well as the screen open. Since we're going through plains and fields, I can probably use survival and hunt stuff if I need to, right? For like extra rations? Possibly. Not so much if you need to, but if you want to. Yeah, okay. we can definitely forage for food if, you know, worst case scenario. Okay. Well, then I don't need to stop for rations. We can just hunt it down. I got some axes I can throw. Do you have any axes to grind, though? Hey, look, a rabbit. He always has an axe to grind. No, 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 no. <laughs> a rabbit. It's a rabbit. Um, and I, well, you guys talk about your travel for a little bit. I'm going to see what I can do about the map and, like, fog of war. Actually, we have Jaron with us. He'll know exactly what we can eat. Yep, I was actually just about to bring up my out my wanderer feature from my Outlander background. Allows me to forage for food and fresh water for myself and up to five others so long that the land can actually accommodate it. So if there is, you know, edible plants game in the area. Yeah, it's not winter can... or anything, right, Joe? This is what we're at least in like, you know, there'll be edible food available if we need it. Right. Plants. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, cool. Yeah, I think we're good. Really just depends if we want to show up early in the morning or late in the evening kind of thing. Which I'm good for either. Same. I'm gonna say same too. So I assume that that just means we're just gonna hit the road. Well, Doc ready to rim already, right? Everybody yeah. has crap charisma. <laughs> yeah. Um, With Dirk at the uh, best, that's hilarious. I'm, I'm just <laughs> mine's mostly aggression. I'm looking through uh, anything that we might need for this thing. I've pretty much just bought extra torches. And a, t a tent. <clears throat> oh, I did not need to buy those torches. Nah, it's fine because that made change. Okay. Um, and uh, I think, uh, Chris, you had uh, light as I, well. I have candles. Oh, yeah. I do have a light cantrip as well. So that's, yeah. yeah. We're pretty much yeah. covered on that. And then obviously, you know, myself and Dirk have dark vision if we need to, like, go in ahead and look around. You know, we want to be yeah. discreet a little bit, even though we're not too stealthy with our heavy armor. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Hey, it's all chain. Right. It's not like it's... Actually, chain's probably the noisiest armor in all of the campaign. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I still get a plus one on my stealth, but it's uh, at disadvantage. <laughs> cool. All right. So, yeah, keep going for a second, because I think I might have figured this out. I'm not sure yet. It's the first time I've tried to share one of these maps, so I want to make sure I get it right. All right. Uh, yeah, so I guess we could stay the night since we already paid for a room and then get up like like crack of dawn, breakfast, and roll out. If anybody cool with that. 
Yep. <clears throat> Sounds good to me. Sounds good. I am going to be sleeping outside. You guys enjoyed that room. Uh, if you need me, I think I'm going to be... I'll be right over there. You see that little divot right next to that rock? There, there in the shade of that tree? You mean the shrine? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, right there next yeah. to, like, where there's a, an obvious rabbit hole where rabbits reside. <laughs> there's a little oh. warren over there. Nah, that's not a rabbit hole. That looks more like a... What is this, Watership Down? Oh, that might have been a weasel den at one point. Maybe weasel. it does have rabbits now. I'm going to see if I can say hi. <laughs> Good luck. We'll come wake you up in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he'll be up before us with that sun hitting him in the face. <laughs> yeah. How did he stick his face in the hole? Uh, what am I looking for? That's what I'm looking for. Oh, somebody's rolling <laughs> dice. I, I rolled an animal handling just in case there are rabbits in there. In case there are animals to handle. <laughs> exactly. The total was 16. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Oh, good. Yeah, all right. So we may not, we, we may be uh, just by description to start because I can't see how to make the map actually visible for you guys. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, let's see. It's map layer. And double check one more thing here. Maybe I can do it this way. Oh, for the Dwarven excavation area? Map? Yep. Yep. Um, they have descriptions for it, but there's a nice map for it, too. And um, I'm trying to see how I can get it so you guys can see it. Because right now, um, as I can see on Zeb's screen, it's just black. And yeah. yeah even, even though I've tried to do Fog of War reveal, um, it's not doing it. So it may not be anything that I can use. And I'm trying to like I put try to put character token there, and it's uh, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> let's see. <laughs> see if we can we can do it differently. Um, let me just remove that and get to the actual description itself if I can. See if it lets me. But. Um, your approach. All right. So as you arrive, um, is there a, is there a player's ribbon you need to move to a different map? Is that what it is? And that's what I did, and that's why it's all black because this map uses the dynamic lighting. Uh, so I'm trying to figure out why it's not actually showing up for you know the character because I put the character on it. I was gonna say, do we need to drag ourselves back? You know, I don't know if we can drag um, ourselves or you have to do you it. You know what, let me try one more thing here. Yeah, well, I'm gonna drag him onto the map and let's see if I can. Tokens, um, tokens, let's see. Because it's gonna give, it should give a diff different view for myself and Randy's character because we can provision it depending on the lighting. And right, yeah. and that, that's part of what I'm looking at of like, is that actually doing what I'm expecting it to do? And so far the answer is, hell no. <laughs> like when I just tried to drag Doc onto the map. Drag myself on there. I can see. And I just, I, I moved you over to a spot where you ought to be able to see and is not there. Yeah. So let me just go with the description for now and we can play in our minds. All right. So when you arrive, um, remember you're going overland and you're just 
getting into this area of uh, mountains and canyon, for that matter, because you're approaching a canyon's rocky wall that rises to a height of about 80 feet. And at the end of the canyon, a 20-foot-high wall of black stone has a broken gate carved into it, with one stone door hanging precariously by a hinge and the other door missing. Beyond this open gate, in the shadow of a great mountain to the east, lies a ruined settlement. All is quiet. That you know, is one strong hinge. You know, what yeah, what time of day do we say we're getting here? I figured midday. Okay. I don't know if you had said for sure, but I was yeah, well, we definitely want to leave as early as we could, but I didn't know yeah. how long if we would get there like you know, afternoon or late, like it almost would, evening. At the at the earliest, I think it would be early to mid afternoon if we left before dawn. All right. <clears throat> um I just want to kind of take a listen around to see if I could hear anybody working or anything or chatting. All is silent. Just from that entrance part um, where you don't see anybody, uh, you just see the big, um, the big black gates and one of them uh, hanging from a hinge. And there's a behind it, there's the um, uh, uh, ruined settlement behind it. Are, are there any wagons or horses that they used to get here when they were here to uh, start their prospecting? Like, or did they, does it look like? they're dead like horses are dead or there's no sign of anything here right where you are there is nobody there okay i guess let's move up to the uh gate so we can kind of take a peek inside yep. like you know use it as a little bit of a cover so you go um as you get to the gate you can see through and see the um, the ruined settlement it looks like several buildings that are just kind of destroyed and this again is in the side of the the canyon wall so you're headed in to the the canyon wall or, or through there um the settlement looks like it's been thoroughly ransacked uh and as you proceed further um past where these ruined buildings are you can see another spot that is a description here for you but a partially collapsed 10 foot high wall separates the courtyard in front of you from the settlement that you just walked through uh three heaps of rubble are piled high in this area hewn from the canyon's back wall a 30 foot high temple facade features steps rising to a stone platform cut into this facade is a 10 foot high open doorway flanked by crumbling life-size granite statues of cloved cloved cloaked cloaked dwarves these are dwarves that have cloaks on them um whew. evil grins can be seen on their weather-worn faces um and here uh grim as you're approaching this area you can hear a couple of gruff voices kind of off in the distance sound like they're arguing about something what language is it um give if you're well are you approaching closer or listening from where you are uh, i'm first going to try to listen from where i'm at as i'm taking okay. the view in then give me a listen check i, I will walk up close behind so perception yeah we can do perception they don't really have listen anymore do they correct yeah <laughs> i'm just gonna say it <laughs> when i get in there and uh man this place does not look friendly yeah with a niner uh, the, 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 the nine so you can't quite make out the language but they they seem to be familiar 
voices of dwarves. You know, the, the familiarity you would expect from your folk. Okay. Um, only, because, only because, like, the, the way the description of the statues kind of don't look too happy, you know, yeah. kind of look, have a, a sinister feel. I don't, don't want to assume these guys are the, the, the prospectors or they're part of this, whatever, you know, kind of, uh, you know, kind of place this was. If it's like, you know, evil dwarves or whatever, you know what I mean? Yep. I Grindel, wanna, what are you doing? I kind of give them, I can't, you know, I want to move in a little bit just to see if I can get a little bit, uh, discern a little bit better the conversation before I kind of like let everybody else come in. So I kind of give them the pause, you know, I'll, I'll walk in. I, I think, I think I've just figured out how I might be able to fake this a little. I'll probably have to figure it out the right way. Um, but yeah, I sent you something that might be off the forums that might you'd have to dig into. Yeah, so let me add Zeb's screen here. So what I did was I just dropped a light source and then I put his character there. So here's <laughs> what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna drop you guys all over in all, all up in there, um, and then let you kind of explore from there. Let me just put another light source on the other side. Um, and you know what? Actually, to start. Let me let me just do it this way. If I just move you all into there, all right. So that was the the settlement. All right, that's the dwarven settlement that uh, was ransacked. I got none of that on my screen. Uh, yeah, you got to look at the stream yard screen. Okay. Yeah, look at Zeb's screen for now. <laughs> the the one that is being shared. Okay. Um, so you can see your characters there. That's the the ruined settlement and then over here let me again drop another spot here and this is uh, that's the what you call it the wall um that was just being spoken of in the map so if i just ping that spot there that's the wall and then there's some rubble on the other side of the wall um and that so when you get a little closer Grim, you see that there are two dwarves back there. They look like they're just eating, and, and you can hear them arguing. No, you overcooked the rations. No, I think it was you that did it. Why do you always complain about how I cook things? So, uh, Are we able to actually see the dwarves now? You are able to see them, yes. They are paying attention to each other, not paying attention to you. And they kind of have the description of a prospector look. Them. <laughs> um, let's see if we have an actual description of these guys. Um, uh, technically, no, we don't have a description of them. But yes, we're going to say they're they are the prospector look. They've got the, yeah, they're not they wearing armor and weapons or anything, yeah. you know. Yeah. I mean, they're wearing like leathers and stuff, but not they're not dressed for war. By and we never got names from the uh, the job um, board, right? Yeah, I don't think don't no. think there was a name nope. there for the dwarven prospectors. Nope. Yeah, it just says dwarf prospectors. Yep, yep they were. All right, I'll, I'll peek out. I'm like, hey, let's not, fellas, fellas, let's not argue about who overcooked what. It's all good. We're all dwarves here, right? So one of the guys just sits there grumbling, and um, the other one stands up and looks over at you guys, and he's, he says to the guy, hey, um, I, I got to see if I can get these names right. He's like, hey, Norbus, stop your grumbling. There are people here to, to greet us and say, hi, hey, where'd you guys come from? Uh, Fandolins, right, you know, northeast of here. Oh, yeah, 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 we came from there. Not, well, I actually don't know how long ago now, but we've been here been here for a while trying to, you know, get through and, and, and find some dwarven 
you know, memorabilia and, and treasure. And yeah, I'm all about that. But uh, you know, we wanted to let you guys know there's a white dragon that's been uh, flying around the area. It's not safe for you guys to be out here by yourselves. But tell me more about these uh, dwarven relics. That piques my interest. And the other guy, um, who, who is now known as Norbus because that's his name, is sitting there grumbling. Yeah, like there's really a dragon. One of these guys is gonna come in here and tell you there's a dragon outside, and you're gonna believe them. And like you, you just, always just trusting everybody just walks through talking about everything all the time and the, the other guy's like look, look no, 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 nervous they're being nice be nice okay, actually well, I'll, I'll make a persuasion roll to be like hey man hey man you know did it go through yeah that's slow Jeez, it took a while to get there it does 20. take a few seconds yeah 20 i like hey look really there's a dragon but i do want to hang out here with Talk about these relics because that's that's my kind of thing. I'm all about dwarven relics. Yes, how, how's the dig going? Well, I'll tell you, we've been we've been having some problems, and maybe 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 you guys here could help us out. Um, Are they speaking common or dwarven? Common, common, common. We're, we're just gonna make it easy. They're speaking common because they well, see I mean, that I did start the, I did start there. speaking to them in dwarven. If they, mm -hmm. I didn't, but technically everybody here speaks dwarven. I think. Yes, this is true. I, I think yes. we did establish that. Yeah. 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 But I think they're just eager to see other people show up. And since they saw a it, not just dwarves there, also humans, they would just speak in common because they can. And it makes it easier on me that way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so let's see. And it's funny because they specifically say they speak common and dwarves. Um, so the guy who's been talking to you, he says, you know, I'm, I'm so glad that you mentioned that with all you guys here. Uh, maybe you guys can help us out. You see, over on, on, on the east here, past this kind of shrine temple area, um, we've been trying to get in there. And there's um, these nasty jelly things that kind of chased us away. And jelly we could go kill them for us. Jelly. Yeah, what, what do you mean, jelly things? Yeah, like what kind of jelly? <laughs> and are they bigger than an elephant or half an elephant? <laughs> you know, that's that's a good thing you ask. They're approximately small elephant sized. Um, <laughs> like baby elephant or like stunted growth elephant. <laughs> Who might know about monstrous things? Because remember, we're all level one here, so not everybody really has much experience out in the world. But you may have read about stuff in some place or another. Yeah, I mean, I uh, try to make a survival check, but depending what kind of thing it is, but uh, you know, might be it. I, I'll go with that. I can, I can handle a survival check. Tell you what, you give us a right cut, place. and we'll go and take care of these monsters. I don't think I'm going to know much. I would like to attempt a nature check. Oh yeah, that's a good one. Might find weird jelly things in nature. So I see eleven survival. Go ahead with a nature yeah. check. That's it. Oof. Uh, and a ten. Oh, that doesn't sound like very. That doesn't sound very natural. I, I could. I could also try one if you go for it. Yeah. Let's all roll some dice. I'd like to do yeah. an insight check if I could too, so like, I know anything about these. You can go first. Okay. Yeah. So, Randy, you want to check on um, your insight into the character of these two dwarfs? No, the insight of the information that it told me. If I knew, uh, would that work? Uh, on insight is more about reading people. Not facts. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, okay. Um, history, so what would the history, history? help? Okay, I well, mean, you're in a ruins area. Uh, so if I can keep the roll, then it's 15 instead of 16. <laughs> or I could re-roll, whichever you, you pick. Prefer. What number did you want? 
<laughs> well, no, I'm, I'm just saying, like, I rolled a 14, and it was a plus yeah. two for the insight. But if it's history that you want, uh, want is plus one instead, so it'd be 15. Right. But I can just re-roll if you'd prefer. Also, I, I'm fine with it either way. Uh, let me just reiterate one of, you know, Joe's rules. Um, you should not roll until I say to go ahead and roll. That way we all know what you're rolling for. Sorry, I, I thought insight into it's, it's the creature. In was more it's, a, it's an in general rule. I, I, yeah. It used to be for me, when we played Dungeon World, I used to have a sign in the shed that said, if I didn't ask you to roll, it doesn't count. <laughs> so it's that kind of thing. Okay. It just makes it easier for me to know what you're trying to do so I can help you pick the right thing to do. Or you're telling me what you're doing, and then I already th then I know so I can react but to Joe, it. Joe, you anyway. said roll some dice. Just I did. Let's all roll some dice. <laughs> all right. So I will re-roll my history. Go for it. And if you get I'll a lower number, I'll just laugh now. All right, now it's seven. All right. <laughs> Bring the laughter on. <laughs> we don't know nothing. Nothing. Right, as, as far as it goes, as far as you're you're thinking about what he's describing so far, um, when Jelly? it comes to the nature, the survival, it's like it doesn't make a whole lot of sense what it might be. When it comes to the history, you're like, um, you know, what what kind of things hang around in old buildings? No, it doesn't really make sense. Maybe um Zeb, you wanted to. I can I can do a uh, nature nature. Why is, I saw that. Let's why see. Is, if, uh... Why is half a good sandwich attacking you? Half a good. PB. Why is the better half of a sandwich attacking? It's a PB. No way. Hey, nice. nice. Wow, look at that. So Doc, you're it's like not an ingredient. You remember the way he's describing it? Uh, it's like there. a it's like a yellowish jellyish blob that can like kind of find its way through cracks and kind of hangs around on walls and stuff. Um, and they, they kind of like dissolve things, which is how they eat um, mainly fleshy things. So you've probably seen them eating an animal or something in the wild. Leaving, leaving some bones behind. Um, commonly referred to as ochre jelly. It's a, mm. it's an official monster. All right. So what he's describing to you is there's a couple of uh, ochre jellies off to the um, east past the, you can see a one set of double doors. When you peek a little farther down the hallway, you can see another set of double doors down that hallway to the east. And I think I can light it a little better for you to be able to see. Um, that There, that helps. It's still... Um, perspective so it's only when you move the uh, character further that it, it will widen um, i think I, I think that we could probably help out with that it, you know ochre jellies are just little baby things you know it should, should, shouldn't be no problem for us oh that'd be great guys i mean we'll hang out out here and if you guys want to just go ahead in there that'd be great uh, that's why we brought the ranger do they have a map of the uh area so we kind of know where we're going um, they, the, the short answer is now, nah, unfortunately we haven't been able to sketch out past the opening because those things just kind of started attacking us and well, gotcha. they ate my cat. <laughs> oh, that's just wrong. Oh, yeah, I, that poor sorry thing. About that. Yeah. Now it will never part. terrorize another village. I didn't know they served Chinese food here. Hey, <laughs> okay. So yeah, man, if you guys, if you guys want to go in there, that'd be, that'd be great. And you just you can let us know if you need anything. Um, but it looks like you you guys got weapons and stuff. Yeah, well, just uh, let us know if you hear hear a dragon. 
<laughs> oh well, yeah and the other guy's like yeah there's a dragon sure there's a dragon how about oh really there's a dragon kill? man there's a dragon how about you just go kill the jellies and try not to get killed yourself before we go in i had a question whatever for you two is it hey. just you two out here well i mean just we were the only two that came here so i'll say yes huh i had always heard that there was like ruined stuff was always like big teams of people they make a lot of noise seems you'd at least need you to hear that noise for five people to be doing this kind of thing i swear there was a little more information here and i'm just trying to find it <laughs> <laughs> yeah what's with these uh evil looking dwarven statues here uh, all right so let me give you a little bit of what what they, they say evil, because just um a little unhappy because the guy that's been talking to you the whole time uh wants to talk to people if you hadn't guessed that um he, he says well you know me me and uh norbus we were just out here we were looking for gold in the mountains and uh, you know right here in this area and uh we, we just came upon this spot here where we got to the edge of the canyon we saw the the gate and it looks like dwarven ruins and i mean heck we're out looking for treasure what a better place to look for treasure than ruins so Oh. And we're dwarves, so you know it's just we came in here and we're looking around. Nothing out in the abandoned, um, ruined area. It's all been ransacked over the years, but I think um, the real treasure is going to be behind the jelly. And you know that's a common saying. I it get it. I get it. It's like coming across a corpse in the woods. <laughs> yeah. You know, if the wolves haven't gotten it, gotten to it yet, then you've got first dibs. Get prime meat. I suppose loot the body is like loot the ruins. Yeah. Mm. Grim, this guy's starting to weird me out. Yeah. Is there like a, uh, is there any way that we can look around and sort of tell how recent the ransacking happened? Um, so like for this abandoned village area, the, the abandoned settlement. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's do, I would call that, let's say a history check because you're looking maybe at the, the age of things in here. All right. No, he's crushing it. Yeah, destroyed. Beginner's luck. No, just <laughs> oh gosh, the wow, best of us. Twenty-two. He also, when, after you roll, make sure you say the number two, just in case I'm not looking. Uh, that way, we know how to react. All right. So, um, I don't. know. Where would Doc have learned a lot of history about dwarves? Probably from me and uh, Dirk. <laughs> don't yeah. you remember you, you were telling me <laughs> that one time? I've never told getting you us that drunk either. and just picking our brains. Well, I got to think it's going to be somewhere else because you guys didn't know this. <laughs> He's the one. Well, we don't remember. We didn't roll to say we knew this. Right? These are also creatures that live to be centuries upon centuries. They have horrible memories, though. Yeah, they just. Yeah. Sometimes you just forget. <laughs> if there wasn't treasure involved, I don't remember. <laughs> I used to live near a, uh, you know, close by a mountain uh, that had some old dwarvish ruins in it. And when I was a little boy, I used to go over there and, and read about it in the you know from the town library and things of that nature. Go in and bully the ochre jellies that live there. Yeah, that's that also where I learned about ochre jellies. That, that could help explain um, speaking dwarf too, learning it from yeah, the ancient ruins, editions, that kind of thing. Yeah. Yep. So something that um, uh, Doc might know about this is uh, 
checking it out, it looks like the place was abandoned a long time ago, ransacked probably a very long time ago as well. I'm talking in the range of like hundreds to hundreds of years. It's been a long time. Uh, and you do notice, I'm going to throw this in there too, because of a really good role. Um, the, uh, the shrine and the statues that you see are to uh, is, is from an old temple of Abathor, who is the evil dwarven god of greed. Um, and from what you could tell, it looks like this place was probably destroyed by that god. The, the, the dwarves here probably didn't do something right, probably failed some ritual or something. So a long, long time ago, the dwarven god of greed came down and said, y'all messed up. Bye-bye. You see, Derek, they weren't greedy enough was probably what happened. <laughs> Very well could yeah. be. It's All possible. Right. Let's go, uh, you guys want to go check it out? Let's go eat some jelly. Let's go have some jelly. Um, all right, so let's try, um, see if you can move your own tokens. It might be a little odd because you might not be able to see on your Yeah, screen. we can't see our tokens. <laughs> yeah. Just the damn thing. Yeah, I can't all right, move. So let's make it, let's keep it as um, Zeb can be the, uh, the party leader for moving stuff. Well, I assume... uh, in the meantime, I can maybe oh, I found myself. fix your tokens. Yeah, if, did somebody I, did wants, I move? if somebody wants to ping my character, I might. I could probably see the. I can see the pings. You know what? Talk, talk, I've, talk I've pinged my character. You can cross-reference the stream. Well, I was going to say, <laughs> you can talk amongst yourselves for a moment about the history you've learned here. I think I can fix it the same way I just fixed it. So give me a second. I think I can put it in my. Yes, I can. <laughs> Arrow keys. So that is so, um, Eli, for your character. Let's see if this just works. Can you see oh, now? I can see. All right. That, then I know what to do. Let me fix the others. Hold still. Hold still. Hold still. Okay. <laughs> so that should be yours, Chris. Oh, my God. Okay. Um, <laughs> and then where the heck did the sketchy guy go? Sketchy guy? Well, it's a sketch. Your oh. token sketch. Uh, <laughs> I got him. I got him. Yeah. I'm right. a man of great hey. honor. Okay. So bear with me. In that the whole introvision, what have you, isn't going to work right now because I haven't figured that out with the way we're doing the tokens. Oh, yeah, I, I would straight up be pulling out a torch. I'm human. I can't see. I need this. Right, so but we'll, I, I assume we're going to have myself and Dirk up front, maybe. Probably, yeah, for the best. And yeah, you guys go ahead and pick there, and I'm just going to add in another light source because as you get up to the door, you're going to be able to see more. There. See more. Oh, I'm sorry. See more. Let me. All right, that should be enough to give y'all the view. Um, and then we're so going to kind of treat this almost like we're in combat because you've already been told there's monsters in there. So I want you guys to approach this. Let's call it slowly or carefully or however. If you want to Leroy Jenkins it, of course you can. Um, I would not presume to stop you. This isn't Tusk, so uh, no. But what I would say is let's go ahead and establish kind of like the marching order and let's uh, kind of move one at a time in. And I can give you a little more information of what you can see there. Um, like, for right. example, when you when you get up to that first set of double doors, you can kind of see a little bit to the left. Um, we're looking at Zeb's screen here. So, Doc, if you could move your token right up to where the other guys are, they'll be able to see a little bit. All right. Right there on the, the north side, you see there's like a little hallway. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. 
it looks like it's just a uh, a fake wall that's been broken down, and you can kind of see in the shadows behind it some rubble. Um, so there's that, and then uh, straight ahead, you see towards the temple area that they were describing. Yeah, the temple. Right. So you are right at the precipice or right at the entrance of what is being described as the dusty foyer. So there are spikes hammered into the floor holding open the double doors. So they are forced open and held there with spikes on the floor. And then on that north side is a um, what was probably once a secret door because it looks like a, the fake wall was just knocked in. All right. So the spikes holding these doors open, they look pretty sturdy. Like, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. You want to say Dirk, me, and then I don't know who wants to be in the third and fourth spot. Hey, you two. Um, how long? How far in did you get into the room before you turned back? Uh, right past the other double doors. There was one of those things, kind of, it was like hanging from the ceiling, and it 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 fell on my cat, and um, we ran. <laughs> All right. I'm just making sure there's no weird things in the way like traps and whatnot uh i mean 20 feet past that door maybe i don't know <laughs> i can't tell you for sure right now um but you can let me know when you come back out right right all right Dirk, you want to move up and then i'll follow and then i don't know if whoever germ or doc oh you guys are in the order my air keys aren't working now Crazy people. Why didn't you bring your dragon with right, you? Why don't so, you just go bring a dragon? Maybe the dragon can eat the jelly. I'm going to stand in front of the double doors. Well, behind, technically. In front of the behind. In front of the behind. So only because we need this for the light, I'm going to move Doc up <laughs> just to, <laughs> to show the light better. Yeah, um, I mean, it's working for my, my character fine, but... Yeah. yeah. Let, me, let me kind of put it like there. Okay. Um... Just to, to, again, just to be able to show the view. Um, so who's actually up front, and how are you approaching the room? It's uh, me and Dirk up front, like, I guess, okay, so side by side. Grim and Dirk, and, like, what? what's your approach? What's Dirk's, Dirk's going to step into the door frame and kind of look around and see what he can see without stepping into the room fully. Just kind of, like, glancing an eyeball into the room to see if it okay. is up there or around. Is there anything down that? Yeah, and there's also, I want to check, I want to look down this hall. That's like the secret door that's been busted open. Okay, yeah. So let me just give you a quick answer for that one. Um, there's a room behind it. Um, you know, let me, you can't see it yet because I have to click this button and then that button. And um, if you want to move your, your token yeah, to see. further, technically, um, you. you will be able to see it, but others won't unless uh, Zeb moves it. But the it is a room just um, that has nothing but rubble in it. So it's like there was stuff in there, but it's all been busted up. Okay. And I, I mean, because Dirk and I are both dwarves, and this is a dwarven place. Is there? Yeah. I want to kind of check like the walls, even like this whole hallway. I'm assuming if there's a secret door up here, it could be a secret door the other way too. Okay. So um, while you get your perception roll ready, I'm going to get uh, Dirk's perception roll for looking around the room to see what he sees. Because Dirk has a pretty good view, especially considering you guys actually have infravision, ultravision, what have you. 
That's a weird roll. It like hit the side of the screen, then just fell straight down instead of rolling. <laughs> and I didn't even see it. I'm just lucky. Um, but I see from Dirk a perception of 13. Yep. So let me. Um, not the best, not the worst. It's not. It is neither the best nor the worst. It is slightly above average, though. Um, and then, um, Chris, you did roll for perception. You got 18. Um, yep. So the wall directly to the south does appear to have um, a similar kind of like pressure mechanism as the one to the north that's been all busted in. You can kind of see the mechanism there. Okay. So that wall to the south does indeed have a, uh, what you call it, um, looks like a release to open up the wall. Okay. It's pretty secret, though. You, it, it took a, a little effort to find it. Uh, hmm. And I'm going to say uh, for you, Randy, for Dirk, because you already know what's in the room, 13 is going to be good enough to be able to see from the ceiling in front of you. Let me, um, let me, let me get myself on the right layer here so I can show this. Uh, um, and I'll put this on the token layer. Bam. So on the screen there, you can see the ochre jelly, roughly the size of a small elephant. Wow. That's pretty big. Yeah. So it is considered in in D and D terms a large creature, which means four squares. Whereas you guys are medium creatures, one square. Oh man, they described so, it correctly. You can definitely see it before it sees you. That's is good. Dirk the only one that sees it right now? Um, he's the one that sees it first. Okay. Uh, there's no, I mean, there's no problem with anyone else seeing it, but no one else was looking around the room. Dirk can easily relay the info. I relay the info. Hey, uh, I, 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 I see the uh, jelly. Yeah, why don't we take care of that from here? I don't have... I can throw my hand axes, but I'm not really ranged. So You can give him a hand axe. Hey, 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 Ranger. Hi. <laughs> Hi, buddy. Come here. <laughs> Come here, buddy. All right, uh, I'd like to cast a spell if I can... Unless you need us to roll initiative or something, Joe. Sure. Um, if we are going to start things, we will do initiative, uh, but you guys will get the first round. Surprise, okay. surprise round, if you will. All right. Um, and what, Zeb, if you want to, the right-hand side of what you're currently displaying, you can just zoom in on that so we won't really be doing anything on the left side. Yeah, that'll work. Because that'll get us the characters there and the room. And just so you can, uh, just so I can give you a good description from the lighting, those are, you can see those are pillars. pillars. Those are stone pillars and you, you just can't see past them. But those are stone pillars. And let me, let me see if there's any um, specific description to deal with. Um, so overall, the entire, uh, the temple area um has uh, is smoothly hewn from the rock uh from the solid rock around it ceilings throughout are about 10 feet high and flat and all doors you've seen are made of carved stone um well here uh, and there's a lot of dusty rubble mainly because this place was uh ruined and has just sat for a long time uh and there are no actual light sources. I'm just faking it right now so that we can get through what we're doing. Cool. I yeah. If I I I can, you know, prepare prepare to 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 shoot an arrow at it. If you want to go ahead and cast the spell, 
yeah let me um let me get to let, let's get to an initiative so let me um i'm just going to click add turn on this guy which i think i did uh, what's the uh do we do we mess with like distances and stuff like that like how big is one square yeah, five uh, feet yeah. okay all right we're well in range of most anything oh yeah oh yeah um let me see where is except for me unless i equip the whip then i can hit it from 10 feet away <laughs> equipping the whipping that's pretty the cool. whip. all right let me click that mm, i am ochre jelly initiative all right so i got initiative where the heck is a combat tracker I, I know i had this last time where i was like where's the combat tracker so if you guys want to go ahead and roll initiative just so we can have an order ready sure uh, let me do this move it got to move my jelly to a different uh window where like they all say there it is wow oh, right. terrible yeah. I was almost an 18 and knocked over to a 5. I was like, turn oh, order. Wow. There it is. I had to click it. Mine was an 18 and it fell to the 2, which gave me a 1. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's do this. We're going to sort and we're going to sort the other direction. <laughs> and um, so for the first turn, we're going to skip the jelly because you guys get to go first. Uh, so we're going to start with Jerem. Jerem, what you want to do? And I guess let's do a quick recap, Eli, if you don't mind. A quick recap of what a combat round in D&D kind of consists of. All right. So a combat round uh, is just a simple order in which people can take actions to keep things, I won't say streamlined, but at least organized. <laughs> yeah. uh, the way it works is whoever has the highest initiative count goes first. Second highest goes second, all the way up until you get to whoever rolled the lowest. In this case, Dirk with a one. <laughs> Sorry, bud. Feels bad. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You have Damn. typically three things that you can do in a turn. An action, which is going to be most of like your attacks, your spells, your movement. And then if you have something special going on, a bonus action, which might be another attack or another spell or something to that effect. Uh my character in this instance specifically is uh what are you guys talking about i don't i mean it, there's a shiny rock over there and i'm gonna move forward until my torchlight is actually <laughs> showing the thing so that's 5 10 15 20 oh can i grab him oh, as oh, he that starts is to go <laughs> so the like, other i can't the other i can't see it. it without my torch being up here there you go. <laughs> like, so the other thing um, with it, Eli, is what are the things you can do in a turn? Like, what actions can you take? Because it is your turn now, and what uh, actions are you going to take? What actions I'm going to be taking is, oh, that is that is disgusting. Um, <laughs> it's it. <laughs> so you can move. That's one thing. You did a move. I uh, Yep. And yeah, it's, it's making noises in the background. Just ignore those. <laughs> Squishy, slurpy noises. <laughs> I'm going to yeet the torch i will throw the torch i'm not actually throwing it at the creature okay i want to throw it into an adjacent square okay uh the square that i'm selecting is just in front of the creature yep. uh, in between it and us 
uh, I can mark that. Yeah, go ahead. At least where I intend to throw it. Uh, yeah. Let me know if. Well, go ahead with a uh, dexterity roll. Because right. dexterity is usually what you take for a ranged attack. Yep. Yeah. And from that distance, I'm going to say you only need a 10. Yay. I get a plus two yeah. to this roll. So let's see. Is dexterity a good stat for the druid? It's not bad. Oh, oh. so close. So what we're going to say is... Do I hit the creature with it instead? No, you didn't. You just didn't throw it far enough, so it lands pretty much right in the middle of the room. That's fine. So if you want to undo your drawing and move it to uh, the left one... (laughs) Where the actual torch is sitting right now. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, pretty much. That's a good point, because those are the light sources I dropped on the map, by the way. That's why you can see them. I mean, they're a little hard to pick up like at a glance because of the light... But go ahead and map. make so, make your yeah, mark right. on that spot too. Yeah, so at this point, you've taken a move action and an action action. Like yes. Essentially, an attack. You didn't really attack, but you threw a torch. I have it. used my action to do in. I have. You could argue it's an attack. I would say it's an item interaction. Yeah. Um, and that's what but, I was saying. You're not really an attack if you weren't trying to hit it. Yeah. So there's the there's the torch. It's got a little fire on top. Nice. Uh, but yay, I can see. <laughs> yes, you can. And upon realizing, like, oh, that is horrid. I don't want any part of that. Uh, I'm going to spend uh, a last bit of my movement to get, go behind a pillar there. And just be like, why didn't you guys tell me it was disgusting? <laughs> Look, I can set it on fire next turn. I, I can set it on fire here. Give me a second. <laughs> Let me. Um, I'm trying to open more than one thing here, and it's being picky. I, th- right. I think that's gonna yeah. be it from me. Okay. So after, um, actually, if you wouldn't mind, I'm gonna click the arrow. But if you can see on your screen with the the turn thing, can you see? Uh, can you click an arrow, Seb? I don't even think you have them. I may need to click it. I can, but it doesn't do anything. Well, that's just the sort. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So the next, so I'm going to have to click the next turn. Um, so that moves us now to Doc. Doc's up next. All right. I well, it, it, I'm you in can, perfect you can line see of sight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Perfect line of sight of the jelly. I I'm just going to go ahead and attack it because why not? Go for it. What are you going to attack it with? Uh, with my longbow. And arrows. I forgot I wanted to open the car- the creature up again. All right, so there it is. Um, because I'm I'm going to be looking at things like what kind of damage resistance and other stuff it has. Um, so we're good. Go for it. All right, cool. So uh, I'll first I'll roll the the hit and then the damage. Yep. Right. You roll the hit first. Chances are you're going to hit. Jellies are pretty easy to hit. Uh, plus, you're just going to roll. And with the way you've been rolling. Wow. Yeah, a wonderful He's, 24. All right. Well, let's let's the damage. So the longbow that like put his dice hit. in a salt bath or something. <laughs> like, these things are rigged. <laughs> oh, what do we got here? Nine. Nine damage. All right. Let me move. Let me go to the thing and reduce it. Uh, uh, Minus nine. I can do this. What? Why did it? What? <laughs> That's weird. What was that? I, Eli, did you roll a longbow? Uh, 
<laughs> I I rolled his damage. I don't know why it's let it be. I also, I also did. <laughs> <laughs> We're just gonna keep rolling until we get something yeah, yeah. like. <laughs> uh, it's if you if you click like where it says longbow in the chat. That's it'll weird. just auto roll it. Yeah, that's weird that it would allow someone else to do that. So that's there. You know what? I'm going to put. Um, I guess I'm going to try this. There. Okay. I can put the hit point bar up there. I'm going to do that so that you guys can actually see them. Nice. Uh, so just like on your character, uh, you're not going to see a number in it, but you're going to see it. It, it goes the, the the width of the monsters squares. Yeah. You can see it's been reduced by some. So that's just to let you guys know the monster's been hit and hurt. Um, all right, so Doc, you, are you going to stay in the same place or move or do anything else? I'm going to stay in the exact same place unless I need to get out of the way for, uh, I believe that's Grimdahl. I don't know. Let's, well, let's find out. Grimdahl's up next. Yeah, you won't have to get out of the way. All right, cool. Grim, what you got? Casting Sacred Flame on the creature. Sacred Which, Flame. I don't know. Oh, horrible damage. Now, what uh, is, um, is it, he has to do a DC 13 dexterity? Yeah, dexterity save. Yeah, basically comes down from the heavens, you know. <laughs> and of course, Jelly doesn't have great dexterity. Yeah, I would assume. <laughs> I rolled like crap for damage. So let's see what I got here. Um, dexterity. What the? Why did it roll two dice? Why did it roll two dice? Is it like doing? I don't know, but I'm going to take the first one. Advantage, disadvantage, or something. So. Could be. There's probably some setting in here that I don't have set right. <laughs> Definitely something to revisit between sessions. Um, all right, so uh, it does not get out of the way, which is what you said three damage, right? Yep, yep. That's a cantrip, right? Yes. Yeah. So not not horrible. I mean, you could just keep casting it without losing any spell slots. That's right? true. Yeah, that is true. That's pretty good. Otherwise, it's definitely right. better than the regular flame that I'm gonna have. Yeah, it's way more sacred. Any damage <laughs> is better than no damage. Exactly. And um, anything else, Grim? No, I will uh, stay put there. All right, then we move on to uh, Dirk, who's number one. So <laughs> since he said he wanted to go range, I had switched my whip. So I'm going to move within range, standing next to this torch here. That's Recently over here, just kind of glare at it for a second. And then right. I'm going to whip it like it's hot. And you have the two-handed weapon, right? So you're staying an extra square away. Is that what you're doing? It's the whip, so it's a 10-foot uh, range. Yeah. Just want to make sure that you've got the range for what you're doing. That's pretty cool. Yep. Go for it. Uh, I need to go to my inventory. Is it inventory? Yes. It's inventory. Yeah, it'll be there. You can equip it and then yeah. from there it'll show up in your action slots. Yeah, just equip all the weapons so they're available. <laughs> okay. Alright. And I'm sorry. Uh, there we are. Okay. Dirk needs there to beat somebody to death with a shovel though, later on. <laughs> oh, nice. Okay. So I hit it with a 22. Uh, 22 definitely hits. Yeah, go ahead and roll your damage. And then I guess it's this, right? I don't know if that did anything. Let me click that. Yeah, it did. Oh, um, it did? Okay. Well, it's coming up as unarmed strike, three bludgeoning damage. Oh, oh. I don't know. You have to roll the that. damage for the. Oh, whip. I clicked the wrong. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> you can clip the purple whip thing in the chat. I think I'm rolling yeah. damage, right? Did that roll that time? Or pinkish. It might. It didn't, it didn't roll. That's weird. I don't see anything. There it goes. 
I think you're going to get more than a three. Nope. You're going to get more than a three. God has said. Yeah, it's destined to be. You know, I hit it. Oh, God damn it. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) So now that you have awoken um, the one jelly, um, I don't know if you guys paid that much attention, but the dwarves did tell you there was a couple of them in there. Yeah. 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 Um, so the the other one, now that they can actually join um, combat, if you will, uh, for the next round, the other one right to the south of uh, Jerem. Hey, buddy. <laughs> uh. Yeah. Um, that one was on the wall, kind of flops to the floor. As and... soon as it makes that sick, just plopping sound, I want to scream like a rabbit. <laughs> nice. Let me add a turn for this and give myself a fresh roll. This guy's going to have a three. Uh, Trey. All right. So we're going to go into the next round with the first injured Oka Jelly. Um, and let's see. What, what does it have for uh, range here? It's a weapon attack. The reach is only five feet. So it's going to slime over Gross. to Dirk. And it reaches out a pseudopod of jelly to smack dirt. Um, Let me get... Where's my button? There it is. Let's uh, click that. It rolled two again. I'm just going to take the first number. 19. Does 19 hit Dirk's AC? Unfortunately. Dang. Nice hit. Dang it. Um, And then uh, I want to do the damage from here but it doesn't want me to let me see what happens if i click this button that doesn't do anything all right i guess i'll just roll it separately go for it um blah 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 because i don't want to take the static number if i don't have to um but it is it's way too much damage i was happier when you said two but so it is that it's it's so nine plus two is 11. Dang, that's most of my health. Oh my God. That's most. They can hit pretty hard, but yeah. they're also very easy to hit. And you just, you know, happen to walk right up to it. They don't move very far. You could outrun them like the other guys did. They just <laughs> ran away and uh, the jellies didn't bother chasing them. Because what do they need to do that for, right? Um, all right, but it hits you, and then it also does one. So that's bludgeoning when the pseudopod reaches out and smacks you. Um, but it also does one acid damage as well. Not that that is a different <laughs> hit point number that you reduce it from. But one acid damage. Sorry, I. Uh, that's still most of my health. Oh gosh, yeah. I'm down to two hit points, and I'm the fighter. Yeah. yeah. It had a really good roll, though. I mean, a 19 attack. It's pretty good. Um, all right, Jerem, you got that one next to you? Just smacked onto the floor. You did your little rabbit scream. Um, and the other one just definitely took a mega swipe at Mr. Dirk. Yeah, this is an automeo to flew through the air and hit the wall. <laughs> okay. Um, this is going to be... This is, this is gonna be stupid, but what I want <laughs> to do club. <laughs> is I want to use my action to move away from this ochre jelly that has uh, turned my nice burlap pants into brown pants. Nice. <laughs> I'll move here. And Did you make pellets? 
I wish that'd be so easy to clean. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I want to move up there, and I would like to drop one of my torch bundles into its square. Okay. Are you wanting to light it first? No. Okay. Because that would not actually work out action economy wise to do so first. Because if if I were to light it before dropping it, that would be in item interaction. That's my action. I have the bundle. I'm just like dropping it off. I'm dropping yeah. an item. Dropping so is nothing. You're dropping a bunch of kindling on the jelly. Hmm. Uh, not even on it. Just in its square. Okay. And. Uh, I will go ahead and mark where I will have dropped that. Okay. Uh, here's well, brown. There's just a bunch of sticks nice. right here. All these torches. Just sticking it to them. And I'm going to cast Control Flames. One okay. of the uh, one of the effects of Control Flames that I can use is you instantaneously expand the flame, the flame being any flame that is currently going, my original torch. Uh, you expand the flame five feet in one direction, provided that wood or other fuel is present in the new location, which there now is. You're an amateur firebender. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, so that will expand the flame from my torch into square with ochre jelly. Now, just because we don't want to make it any harder on Dirk, I think it's pretty easy to say the flame doesn't have to hit him because I think his last hit point wouldn't like that. My last two hit points still. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, but the, since you can control it, this works for me. Yeah. The, the way I, I, I understand the spell, it's like I'm using magic to take a small bit mm -hmm. and just moving it into another space. Yep. And because yep, the fuel I have is there, the flame is actually going. Because, like, you could easily step over a torch, but that is now a flaming pile. Yes. Cool. So you, you set a tiny, well, maybe not tiny, a small wall of flame right there in front of um, the, the jelly. Yes. Cool. Anything um, else? Uh, with the last three squares of my movement. Really? Uh, <laughs> exactly, yes. Yeah. One, two. <laughs> cool. And that is my turn. And just so you know, I'm treating these as very slow because they are. So I'm not doing any like attack of opportunity kind of thing because you're leaving a, a square or anything like that. Uh, they're just too slow. The Even when it reached out to touch Dirk, it was like, you really should have been able to get out of the way. But maybe you just didn't see it coming. That kind of thing. No, he saw it. He just hit it with a whip. So. <laughs> See, no, I mean, that's the problem. He tried to block the attack, but he had a whip, yeah, not his sword. He also <laughs> sneezed. It was a whole thing. And and the jelly too can just create a new pod, a new pseudopod out of a different spot that, where you weren't looking. And since they're so large, it may have just hit you with something you you weren't expecting. Well, I'm trying to give you a benefit of the doubt. <laughs> but let's move on to Doc, who uh, he drew first blood. <laughs> yep. And he's gonna draw second blood or third nice. or, fourth or whatever it is at this point. He draw blooder. Yeah, same 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 tiger. tiger. Same By the way, game. Randy, unfortunately, I rolled on the high end for damage as well. It's yeah. 2d6 plus two. So I I'm, hit high yeah. damage. Yeah. Yeah. So now I'm guaranteed two hits. Ooh. Yeah. 
That is a 16? 16? 16 definitely hit. So these guys are real easy to hit. You'd have to um you'd have to really not pay attention in order to miss them. I got him with an eight. Eight, sorry, eight damage. We're going to go in and reduce uh um, by eight more. So, um looking by the graph, you can see it's more than halfway down now. Or right about half, I guess. Yeah, and uh for my, hits you guys did, yeah. For for the end, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna move up here. <laughs> move back just a little bit. Just a little bit. Stay behind Grim. me, Doc. <laughs> Please. Grim, I'm sensing some healing or something for Dirk, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Grim's up. Uh, Damn, if only I had prepared a healing spell. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm gonna sacred flame them. That'll do it. Well, I get bonus actions. I can do yes. I don't yeah. worry, I got I got them covered. I will all I will do a sacred flame again on the uh on Dirk. On the, yeah, on Dirk, right. On the creature. Finish so, you know another, another deck I, save. You guys that have played before when it comes to um the D D fifth edition, it is so hard to die because of all the death saving throws and stuff, it is almost better mechanically to let somebody drop first so that they, you know, they just get out of the way and you finish off the monster and then heal them yeah. up. But it's, it's a weird mechanic. But anyway, um, let's see what we got. Uh, another DC 13 deck saving throw. Let me try yeah. that number out here. I am rolling me. Uh, why did it roll? All right. I got to figure out why it's rolling too, but I'm still taking the first roll. I rolled a seven. Seven ain't going to do it. Um, so let's go ahead with the damage. That was seven. Yep. And, and then, still the first one. Yeah, same one. Yep. Just want to make sure. Yep. And then for my bonus action, I'm going to cast Healing Word on uh, Dirk. Ooh, what's the word? Do you know? <laughs> I should go, damn it, Dirk. Um, <laughs> Did I get it through yet? So is his name the word or is it damn it? Damn it. It's damn it. Your, oh, nine. your blessing nice. is literally nice. a curse. Yes. <laughs> I'm positive, right? That's that's Grammy's all. God dang. So uh Randy, go Actually, ahead and damn it. Damn it's it. nice. Uh, back up again. I went, <coughs> he said, oh, okay, good. All right. All right. And then we move on to the second jelly. Who um I don't know, I feel like I mean, they can kind of move. I don't want to say through the pillar. They just kind of move and kind just like squish around it. Yeah, it's it's more like they shape themselves to the object they're moving. So they get through doors, they get through cracks, they get through whatever. Um, so he technically they can get he's, through it all. He's really just moving up to to Dirk. Um, sorry, Dirk. <laughs> Bring it. There is light and heat. Yep. And then it's going to make an attack at the Dirkster. Let me click that you button. You can do it. You're the tank. <laughs> Ready? But, 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 uh, oh my gosh. Okay. Um, so it, remember, I told you it's rolling two dice, and yeah. this is not a natural 20, but I rolled a 20 and a 19. Wow. <laughs> so you're going to get hit. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let me see if clicking this does my damage. It does. Oh my gosh. Um, all right, so this time it is 10 damage, so nine bludgeoning uh, and one acid. Oh my god, bing, 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 they can hit hard, but they it's are also nine like a old hit easy point. Hit. 
<laughs> we're gonna have to spend all the money we get from all three quests on one healing potion for him. <laughs> you can do it. Um, Dirk, guess whose turn it is? Yeah, you bring uh, it, is it the uh, I'd be a pincushion if they were using swords? Yes, sir. All right, so the week one. Um, is there a penalty for switching weapons, or am I able well, to like draw my great sword and immediately hit the switch? Uh, I don't have any penalties because when fifth edition first came out, it was readying a weapon was a free action. I don't, don't know honestly if they've changed it at all, but I've always liked the idea that you're an adventurer, you have weapons. You should be able to swap them pretty easy. So readying a weapon is a free action. All right. So side eye to the one that just hit me that time. Yeah. Put the whip over my neck, grab my great sword, swing, and uh, attack the uh, first one that I was fighting. But a little side eye, like I said, to the uh, original, uh, the second jerk who attacked me. <laughs> oh, jeez, Louise. There's a nine hit. A nine hits. Yes. Wow, you are not kidding. Oh, yeah. They're super easy to hit. You have to do really bad to miss. Okay. I thought I clicked it, but I'll try it again. Let's see. So, the, the, yeah, the nine definitely hits. It did not go again. Mr. Jelly. I'll try clicking it one more time. <laughs> We're going to get 20 damage. I'm get some bad rolls. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, one of my 2D6s was a one, but... I think I have something in my traits that says if I roll a one for damage. Yeah, I remember you you said something about that when we talked about your character. Uh, let's see. Yeah, is it traits. yeah, I have great weapon fighting. I can re-roll a one or two on damage dice with melee weapons wielded with two hands, which is what the great sword is. You got so it. how do I fix the... Well, one? what was the other die? Okay, so one was a... Where's my... Were they both ones? It says equals two. Did I literally just do two damage? <laughs> um, what is your plus damage? Because it came out as seven slashing damage. Um, yeah, he's got 2d6 plus two for his damage. Yeah, so 2d6 yeah. plus two. You had a three and a one. Yeah, okay. So, so the three will stay. Just roll a d6. Okay. And you can do that right from the um, roll 20 interface if you want. Yeah. I'll do that then. And it's a five. Okay, so right. four more damage. Yeah. Three and five and two is what you're doing. So you're doing ten, ten, damage. ten damage. Yeah. Yes, kill this thing. I'll get Trying the hell to. out of there. Uh, and uh, <laughs> I think <laughs> I'll, I'll back up. Yeah. <laughs> since uh, we're not getting penalized, since they're super slow, I will get the heck out of there. Uh, click myself. Wait. I'll go, I guess, to this corner side for now and hopefully i can get some more hills i don't know if you have any more and that'll be the end of my turn so let me just make uh you know what let's do it this way do a uh for dirk do a perception check please okay gotta jump screens hold on a second that's all right i wish i had the whole two screen thing going right now perception you could put two windows side side and try it oh my gosh okay (laughs) Um, I'm doing side by side, but because you are heavily involved with these creatures right now and you're watching their moves and you know, they've been coming after you, you know, that the distance you just moved is not far enough to get out of their range that the other one moved that far just to get to you. So if they want you, they can still reach you. Okay. Um, I was saying you probably know, let's put it this way. You know, you need to get at least like 15 feet away from them. Okay, so I'm going to not be able to come after you. I'm going to back into the hall. Okay. Probably here. Five, ten. My, my other thought there is if you just go behind the other guys, you won't seem as cowardly. 
<laughs> well, he is heavily damaged. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Side, right here. This will be. This will be yeah. fine. But I was yeah, thinking that you probably saw how fast it could move when it was coming after you. So I just wanted to give you that heads up that you re you really weren't moving out of danger. And okay. that since that was your intent, I wanted to give you a chance to have Dirk realize that. I just wish I was holding a healing potion or something, but I already did an action. So that yeah, is that that's it for me. That was something um, we didn't think of in town. Oh, I hit the space bar. Why did ignore that? Whatever that was. Yeah. He could, <laughs> We'll keep ignoring everything that comes up for now. Um, now we're going to move on to that Ochre Jelly number one, who is just, just going to move forward to the first thing you can get at. Is that thing still on fire from the torches? Oh, you know what? That's a good point. I wanted to do it if it ended its turn there, which it did last time. Eli, what, what do we want to say is going to be damage for that? It's going to be I mean, like a D6 or something, right? So it be a D8 for fire, actually. Uh, I would say I, I would equate it to like the hunting trap that I have in my inventory. Okay. Because functionally, that's what it's doing. It is a trap in a single square. It says it takes the mechanics for the hunting trap mm -hmm. is a DC 13 deck save or take 1d4 piercing damage. You can make a DC 13 strength check to get out of it, or else it keeps doing one damage. All right. So it's a little different in how we'll do this, but I'll start it with a D6 because you said D4, Chris was D8. I'll stick with the middle ground. Let's say we're going to do a D6 of damage before it starts its turn. Okay. Uh, ba -ba 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 -ba. Where are you, D6? It's that cubic one. Yeah. Which you can't see as a cubic uh, one. Right. Nature said four. <laughs> nature says. <laughs> All right. So it is going to still make its move towards you. So it's moving out of that spot. And now it's just like, I don't know, singy, sizzly, like it's been a little too long in the microwave on that spot. Ugh. Yeah, it's kind of kind of yucky. Uh, however, it is now going to attack you. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> You, you set it on fire. Um, let's see. First roll is a 12. Does a 12 hit? Jeremy? A 12 does not hit. My AC is oh, So it missed, which is probably good because it's been doing 10 plus damage. Ah! Points. Stop it. All right. So it stops there. We move on to your turn, Jeremy. And you know it's got a sliver of life, but there's also another one right there next to it. I have another bundle of torches. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you have a fishing pole, you can just pull the other ones towards it. I'm thinking Minecraft for some reason, sorry. <laughs> I mean, I do have shape water, which lets me alter water's direct, like water's movement. And I also have a full water skin. <laughs> throw it out there, water, bring it back. You're going to be um, a firebender and a waterbender. Yeah, next turn I can set it all on fire again. <laughs> Nice. So what do you want to do for this turn, though? Because <laughs> um, you're, you're right there. You're right yeah, in the thick of it. Yeah. Uh, for this turn, I think what I'm going to do is uh, let the primal instinct of fear ingrained in all rabbits take over. Nice. And I'm going to pull out my quarterstaff and desperately beat it into the ground. Cool. All right. Or at least attempt to. So this is quarterstaff. Oh, a 19 on the die. Well, a 21. 21. Hey, Grimtall, this guy's got a lot of wood. He 
<laughs> that old bugs. This is one handed, by the way. Fucking a quarter quarter staff. <laughs> Isn't that just another torch? Are you seriously just gonna do one point of damage? That's all I can do. I have a, a, an eleven strength. I get plus zero to the attack. I don't uh, know what you expect from me. I said in the last session this guy is not meant to be in melee combat. I can tell you what I expected was you weren't going to roll a one. That's why I said really <laughs> one. <laughs> but hey, you had a one in six chance of it being a one, and a one in eight chance at the same time, and you have uh, level one character. Just, so fun. I'm, I'm going to turn to Doc and I'm going to say. Get out of here while you can. I don't think we're going to make it. <laughs> <laughs> and Doc, of course, is really brave, never worries about dying, and he's up next. Yeah, uh, actually, before I say Doc's up next, is Jerem going to move it all or just hang there for now? No, I go out of fighting. It. You're going to stay there? I'm going to stay here. You're he just crazy. grabs me by the chain and throws me into the jail. <laughs> All right, let's move Get back on. in there. Just, let's yeah, move just on to the next in the turn order is Doc. Um, it, can I still shoot? Like, even though there's a character in front of me, yep, directly in front of me. Okay, yep. it's a five feet gap. So, all right, and I'm just yeah, I'm just gonna stay where I am. I'm just gonna try and kill at least one of these things. I think you'll be able to. Oh, we can, we'll see. Let's just see. Let's just see how good the attack roll is. Now that we've said how easy it is to get them. Oh. Oh, eight? No. Oh my gosh! Eight hits. Oh, no. oh okay. <laughs> All right, cool. Oof. So that's our Four. our minimal number. Now. Yep. That's yep. For our audio only uh, listeners, the uh, on screen the die rolled twenty and then flipped onto the eight at the last <laughs> second. <laughs> oh, I didn't even see that because it was behind my turn order on my screen. So that's even funnier. Um, <laughs> all right. So okay. guess what, Mister First Ochre Jelly bites it. Um, can I, uh, I'm trying to, I'm thinking of the other one where we could add something. Uh, anyway, we'll just leave it as is. you know what, actually, now that I think about it, I can do, I, I can add a thing that, uh, it's kind of tiny in the upper right. <laughs> so you can't quite see it on every screen. Nope. Um, let me do that. I can't you can kind of no. see something there. I wonder if I can just keep adding stuff to where you can actually see it. <laughs> There we go. It needs like an opacity slider so you can just make it fade a little bit. I'm actually putting things on the torch. That's too funny. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah, I'll just keep clicking all <laughs> the prism on that torch until it shows up. <laughs> They're that, all just across the top of it. Oh, well, whatever. Um, oh, all right. I can click the, the red X, which I thought was to close it. Just puts a red X on it. <laughs> okay, genius. Um, wow. Okay, so first, ochre jelly is toast. Jelly toast. Yeah. I'm going to move back here. <laughs> Strategically placing yourself for the next attack. <laughs> nice. Grim. Let's move on to Grim. What's Grim up to now? I will, since uh, Dirk's hanging out with me, I will give him a cure wounds. Since I got to be near him for that one. So, uh, oh, horrible. Sorry, buddy. It's all That's good. the worst I can roll, by the way, on that. That's the, my worst I can get for that. Seven? 
Still, yeah. seven's better than nothing. That's, yeah. I mean, that's still pretty good for level one. I mean, they've just most been any character's hit points. They've yeah. just been hitting me hard, so it's, that's the problem. Yeah. Not, and then I will not use my minus, not minus. <laughs> I, will... Death touch. <laughs> I will do my bonus action to uh, put Shield of Faith on Jerem. Oh, cool. Tell us what Shield of Faith does. Uh, a shimmering field appears and surrounds a creature of your choice within range, granting a plus two bonus to his AC for looks like up to 10 minutes. Nice. So, so for somebody who is already rabbit panicking, um, how does he react? <laughs> 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 Why am I shiny? <laughs> so what was the roll for? I don't know why I did a roll. I thought I would just put it up in the thing. That's weird. I think because it has like a plus two and like there's there's a little beyond next to the plus two. Yeah. That's uh, season. Yeah. Well, you yeah. get a well, you get a plus two to your AC for now. Yeah. Um, so anything else Grim is going to do? Seventeen or higher to kill me. I will. I guess I'll back up just. So, so Jerem, why haven't you said, "Eh, what's up, Doc?" Ew. Because. All right, I'm Tom good. Gray. All right, other jelly is right next to Jerem and is going to reach out with a jellied pseudopod. Reach out, got touch Shield of Faith. Got to hit 17 uh, now for him. We got a... Ooh, see, no. Uh, again, I'll figure out how to stop the two. But where last time it was a 20 and a 19, this is a 9 and an 8. So they would both miss anyway. Um, so yeah, the, the jellied pod swings wildly towards you and it moves so slowly that it's easy for you to step out of the way in your heightened panic state <laughs> it does eyes wide nostrils flaring my ears are twitching dirk <laughs> vengeance is yours all right uh now that i have actually more than one hit point back to the fray <laughs> i can't click anything on the screen to click to select myself for some reason. I don't. Know. Um, if you changed your thing to like the drawing or anything else, you have to go back to select. Ah, good point. Yep. Yeah, I was gonna try to draw a skull over the dude, and then it didn't work out that way. All right, so I'm I gonna was run wondering here. what that bear-looking thing was. <laughs> <laughs> All right. With the so, way it looks like a cat on my screen. <laughs> yeah, it disappeared on mine, so I couldn't really uh, like do anything about it. It moves around uh, because of the light thing. It's kind of funny. All right, so inventory. I'm going to attack. Why? Why? Take its ass. Where is my actions? That's what I need. Sorry. All right. How about uh, six? Uh, is it that low? Is it? Uh, is it is, no. Uh, uh, seven is not a, hit. All right. At least I have. Uh, Flesh for to guard you guys. <laughs> you got any uh, movement left? One um, attack per turn. All right, so that was a move and an attack. You don't have any free actions or anything, right? Um, Bonus action, kind of no, thing. I don't seem to have anything. Kill Jerem. Uh, I have been struck with a uh, my rolls are point bad today. of genius. What <gasps> I would like to do here is. Uh, I want to run away <laughs> uh, over nice. here. Okay. And I want to use my quarterstaff to sweep the lit torches onto its square. Ah, oh, sweep the leg, Johnny. Yeah. <laughs> Put them in a body bag. Sweep the slime. Got it. 
Uh, but yeah, I don't that, know if you can move your drawing. I can't, but I can redraw it. <laughs> because it's, it's, it's close not enough. in the old space think, anymore. Yeah. I think we got it. I, I think we're good enough with it there. So you're going to do that. And you're uh, moving the fire uh, to where it will affect it. Yes. I, so, I think it's safe to say that that is an item interaction as my action. Mm -hmm. I'll, I'll accept that. All right, so that's move action. I don't have bonus actions, so uh, although you know what, just because we're we're kind of into this, let me throw one of my homemade rules into it. If you want to do a dexterity check to sweep it while you're passing it, I'll let that be part of your movement. Ooh, I. But I'll I would give that. it. I would give it a target of thirteen. I'll take that. Let's see. Uh, 13. Whoa, 13. All right. So you're able to do it as part of your movement while you're running yourself over Fine. there. You can reach out with the quarterstaff and quarterstaff and move the kindling over. All right. So then I still have movement. So I so it was 5, 10, 15, 20, 25. Okay. 30. <laughs> and uh, that's as far as I can move from the safety of back here. Yeah. I would like to throw my spear at him. Cool. Let's do it. Uh, 14 to 14 hit. 14 hits. Full show. This is going to be a one-handed throw, of course, so that's going to be four piercing damage. Four damage. Definitely better than your last one. Yep. <laughs> cool. All right, you can see it didn't take too much off of it, but it did do a little bit of damage. A little bit of damage. And let's it's, see. It feels nice to be useful. <laughs> hey, hey, Joe, since we're still getting used to these characters, could I have actually had used my second win to get more hit points? Yeah, or you can do it this turn. Yeah, okay. win, I think it's, it's a bonus, bonus action. action. It's, it's a bonus section, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you can do it this turn if you I'll want. Just, I'll just wait until he hits me and kills me. Then I'll, I'll use it. Well, you do. Yeah, oh, you know at what? that point, it's, I'll use it as a reaction. <laughs> I was gonna say it's a good point in that the jelly goes before you. So yeah. if you want to do it now, go for it. I'll just wait. It's fine. Yeah. What's the chances of them hitting me hard a third time? <laughs> um, oh boy, do you want to have said that out loud? <laughs> yes, that's, that's the jerk way. It's fine. You know what? It's the first campaign. If I have to make cool. another character right away, who cares? All right, let's see what Doc does here. All right, he's going to take two steps forward and attack. One step again. Super, <laughs> super bland here. It's about how it works out. You yeah. can describe how cool the bow shot is at any given time, if you like. Uh, this is behind my head. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> and good, good gosh, you definitely hit. 15 hits. Uh, 360 no scopes hit. Awesome, a seven. 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 Yep. I can reduce that by seven. <laughs> Minus seven for the Oka Jelly. It's about two-thirds still of life. One-third down, maybe. Approximate. Cool. Um, all right, so Doc moved up, took a shot. Grim is up next. All right. Grim. Gonna... Grimmy, grimy. Yeah. I think I'll run in and pound him with the Warhammer. That's what she said. What? What? <laughs> Why? I don't know what y'all are so confused about. That's a good Saturday night. 
Hi-oh. If I have a shield up, it's just the you know, one-handed. More, more like, hey, Al. <laughs> um, I'm trying to, to, to do something else behind the scene, too. Uh, so what we got? Uh, 18 with the Warhammer definitely hits. Uh, how much damage? It's just the two points of damage. Two points. Uh, yeah, sorry, man. We, I'm one handed because I got a shield on. We cannot kill anything. Yeah. <laughs> the only thing we're fighting right now is the dice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and losing horribly. You know what? This is the dice getting mad at us for not helping the little old lady in the windmill first. Oh, that's what we're after. <laughs> you know, she was technically on the way. The, the, this was motivated by your greed, and now the god of greed is punishing us. <laughs> so Grim was the last one to hit the jelly, and Jelly's going to try and hit him back. Let's see what we got here. Nasty yellow slimy pseudopod reaches out with a big, fat left-handed slimy jelly nasty twelve. Does that oh, hit? Gosh, you? No, I got an eighteen armor class. These things cannot hit unless it's Dirk. <laughs> <laughs> yep, pincushion me. In which case, easy for some reason. Um, all right. Uh, and that's all it is doing. Um, Maybe they think now... he's the original slime and just want to go back to the roots. <laughs> so that was Dirk. All right, let's not get it too. Yay! All right. Then... Ignore all the right. that just showed up there. <laughs> I'm just trying to do something here. Oh, 13. 13 damage. Gosh, dang. Eat it. 13? 13. This is me not paying attention while I'm trying to set the light differently. Joe's, Joe's not looking Dirk. at me, so I roll 20 for damage or attack and then 13 for damage. Dirk, Dirk steps forward. <laughs> Minus 13 on that life brings it down to maybe about a third of its health. I listen here, you piece of crap. <laughs> he got tired and got pissed off. Yeah. And before it's the end of my turn. I'm going to go ahead and use my second wind and get some more health back too. Cool. Good, good call. Good call. <laughs> I almost like was like, all right, and I'm done. No, I'm going to go and do this real quick. Is there a button for it? Is that it? So, it, oh, of course, it's a one. Thank you. Oh. <laughs> oh, hey. Well, you got a plus one, so you get two. <laughs> Look, Italy, you're at over two thirds health now. You're fine. You're good for one more fight. Hey, I've oh. taken eleven damage at once from these things. So. You're good for one more fight. Uh, Jerem, roll me a d6, please, because I forgot the little rule we just made up. It was in the fire at the beginning of its turn, so a d6. Woo! We're gonna Yay! add two more or subtract Ooh, two more damage. damage. All right. <laughs> Um, and now so, Jerem, your turn. I, I I no longer have any real weapons to throw at it, so I will be taking penalties if I throw anything else. But I really like the idea of Jerem throwing his bear trap at this thing, <laughs> <laughs> like unprimed. Yeah. It's just a, just something to huck at this thing. What do you have, or what are the rules for improvised throwing weapon? Is it like a D four? D four. An improvised weapon will do a D four plus strength modifier damage, and you have disadvantage on the attack roll. Okay, if that's what you want to do, I. I want to do it. Let's so I'm going to roll 2d20. This is throwing, so that's plus 2, but it's disadvantage. Uh, ba -ba -ba. Uh, okay, so 8 is the lower roll. Add 2 to that is tw 10 to hit it with a hunting trap. Nice. You say 
10 hits. All right. It takes two bludgeoning damage as a closed bear trap comes flying out of my backpack at it. Everybody else in the room can see that Jerem is panicking. <laughs> like, oh, oh, trap? it's just a bit like, oh, he just isn't used to fighting these things. Oh, no, yeah, he is. He's terrified. But... <laughs> Look at this guy. He's throwing away perfectly good bear traps. <laughs> it's still, still kind of right there. Just kind of like splats into it, sinks yeah. a little. Bloop, bloop. It's perfectly good still. So this is probably be cleaner after it comes out of the ochre jelly. Right. I was like eat all the stuff off of it. One thing that you guys will probably notice, something that Doc probably already knows, is that these dissolve flesh and bone, but not metal. So hitting it with uh, something metal, even throwing your bear trap in the middle of it, when it's dead, you'll probably be able to get it out. I'm definitely not getting any of those torches back, though. <laughs> probably not. Well, I mean, the even one they might not like. The first one that I threw, I can probably get back. That yeah. one's been left alone. <laughs> but yeah, and that's that's my. I mean, I glared at it before. I, I glared at it before I whipped the first one. Oh right, you gave me a lie. It's cursed. Evil yeah, you roll once the rest of the campaign. <laughs> Again, ignore this other figure that I'm putting out there. I'm still just trying to see if I can make the light work differently. That was <laughs> just a random god here. <laughs> I was about to say, like, who is this stranger and why are they approaching me? <laughs> <laughs> but it's Doc's turn, so go for it, Doc. All right. Second verse, same as the first. I'm not moving, so I'm just rolling to attack. Get him. Hey. Oh, a 15. <clears throat> Where's my song, Siegfried the Mighty? I did it. Please, no. Oh, you did. <laughs> well, I'm, ro I'm rolling for damage now, Joe. Yep, that yep that's good. Relic from ages long <laughs> since past. Dude, we never finished that campaign either. Oh, there's good. All right, so I think I, I think I kind of got a light thing figured out, kind of. <laughs> While I'm interrupting what you guys are doing, sorry about that. We're not doing anything. It was just, it was just ten damage. That's all, you know. Yeah. Just stomping him to the ground. So you did ten damage. Yep. All right. Let me let me let me remove that damage from it, and it. If if it were smart enough to run away, it would have been running away by now. <laughs> the but only place jelly. for it to run is back. Oak jelly don't give a damn. <laughs> um, and is that the end of Doc's turn? It's the end of Doc's turn. All right, Grim, you want to finish it off? Take all the credit, all the glory? Let's, yeah, let's see if I can pull it off with the one other Warhammer strike. I will tell you oh. ahead of time, you need five points of damage. Five oh, points? I can't five. promise anything on that one. Well, you hit with that 19. Yep. You definitely hit with a 19. Oh! Let's go! Nice. nice. Seven points. Destroyed. So let me let me go to that red X thing. Bam! Thing goes splat. Figured it out. All right. And then, and you can kind of ignore this thing. Um, I should have changed it a little bit. Just imagining those guys outside. Just hear the screams from 30 <laughs> feet away, echoing about, hmm, I wonder what's happening in there. <laughs> I lost another. Especially another your party. rabbit squeals. <laughs> and what in know, God's name is that? This is another one of those things that when we talked earlier about some of the, the mechanics of a combat round, it's supposed to last about six seconds from the top of the order to the bottom. So in reality, you guys have been in here less than a minute. <laughs> 
yep. <laughs> fighting this thing. And uh, then we're going to come out. All right, yeah. we fixed it. <laughs> yeah. So by the time um, it's dead, you can see behind you the two dwarves just kind of hanging out there. <laughs> just like like looking through, just like one confused, the other amazed. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let me see here. I hope how you many, like your new snot swimming pool. How many of the things did they say were in here? Two, or at least two. They said a couple, I think. Yeah, um, yeah, two jellies. And just to make it easy, I'm going to remove them from the map just because it's going to be easy to easier to see. Oh, um, the first torch was covered with slime. <laughs> yeah, as far as the stuff that, that you threw, well, first off, we're going to end the, the combat. Let me do this. Um, remove all turns, clear the list, and close the turn order. All right. Nice. Um, so we're out of combat. And what we got, um, if somebody wants to undead the drawing, I can't remember who drew it. <laughs> I don't know how to erase it. Uh, uh, you know, I think draw I, tool. Oh, look at this! It, it actually lets me text in the pop out. It's letting me select things, so I can actually oh, delete nice. selectively. That was kind of neat. Um, all right, so I was able to kind of figure out this thing. This token is just called light, and it's going to let me move a light source around to illuminate things on the screen for Zeb. And just so you know, Zeb, you should be able to move it too if I if I need you to move it. But anyway. That's the room. So you can see the whole room there now. Uh, and yeah, the, the two dwarves that uh, that you guys talked to, so Dazlin and Norbus. Now, here's the thing. They used um, like what looks to me like female human tokens. But these are dwar dude dwarves, as far as I could tell. Uh, so that throws me off now that I see the tokens for the first time. I mean, they're sometimes actually, with dwarves, you can't tell, right? So, they're actually you know. female rogues in disguise. They're not, now they're yeah. attacking us. Ah, no. Oh, um, <laughs> but the the one lower down on the screen, the one on the south side, is uh, Norbus, the other one you haven't gotten the name yet, because players never seem to ask the names of the NPCs, but that's okay. That's okay. Um, but the one that was talking the whole time was like, did you see that, Norbus? They could probably kill a dragon. And Norbus like, yeah, right. There's really a dragon. Whatever. Don't overcook the food tomorrow, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so they're like, um, you guys probably want to look around more and let us know when you're all set. We'll be out here. But yeah, I kind of want to check that passageway that I found that, you know, kind of might have mirrored this one here. This structure that I'm next to is that like a like an altar or like a sarcophagus? It is a blood-stained limestone altar, limestone altar, not limestone. <laughs> <laughs> blood-stained limestone altar at the far end of the room, and this is was as far as the dwarves had gotten before the uh, ochre jelly scared them off. Yeah, is okay. there? Is there anything else in the room? Uh, I would also like to pick up the uh, one torch. I am just looking at a couple of different things. So first, the first jelly died on top. Let's of that go. One. Let's go with what Chris had said because Grim. Well, actually, first before we do any of that, um, do you want to do the healing, the healings, because Dirk still is hurt. 
I'm still only down four, so I, uh, hey, it's up yeah, to you. I'm I'm out of uh, spell slots, so that's okay. not gonna work for me. <laughs> then let's just move on from there. So Grim wanted to look at that spot on the. Um, I'll put my light dude over there, <laughs> right? That's the spot where you wanted to check out, right? Yeah, because yeah. you said there was a door that, yeah. I, like, okay. or a pressure plate or something. I so assume it's kind um, of. Let's see if I can. How do I? So there is. Now my question is, how do I make <laughs> secret you, open? Um, open doors? <laughs> yep, that's what I'm looking for. Let's see. All right, so there's something there. Make secret passage door open now. Um, I guess, can I just like, if I delete that, does it do it? Yeah. Okay, cool. So let me go back to the token layer and. Oh, cool. I could kind of see in here a little bit. Yeah. You Not should really. be able to see, cause I put the light. Oh, I still need to place a light source. Son of a biscuit. Yeah. I was going to say, it doesn't let me, it lets it's me. me. Areas, yep. but... It's me. It's not you, man. It's me. Um, so weird. all right. So that hallway continues down and. Again, I'll use my uh, my light dude here to... Uh, to Don't worry, buddy. I'm following you. Oh, okay. And you can see that it goes um, down there, and there is a... Uh, i got to select tool. Um, oh, yeah, two doors? <laughs> again, ignore the light dude. Um, but yes, there is a door there to the north. Um, and you can you can tell from where you were in the other room, especially dwarf, you know, this stuff. Um, and you're in the ground, this door, um, leads towards the room that you were just in. It, that, that room is like 10 feet on the other side of this door. So there's something in between here and there, cause there's a door, but you know that you're really close to that other room. Um, uh, and then okay. to the East is another single door. Yeah. I'd like to listen to this Northern door first. Sure. Uh, go ahead and give me a perception check. Woo! <laughs> Woo! He says nineteen. Nineteen on perception. So let me let me double check a couple of things here. Okay. Um, aside from the breathing and noises of your companions, you do not hear any other noises. Is it <laughs> check and see if it's locked? <laughs> Um uh, doesn't say anything about the I'm right behind you. <laughs> Good breathing on my neck. Jeez, you always okay. do uh, no, it is not locked. I so will open the door. How do I get rid of this? Door? Delete the door. <laughs> and that's what I'm doing, man. I'm like, I I gotta figure it out. All right, that was the wrong thing. I just moved the whole freaking map. Uh -oh. <laughs> All right, I can fix that part. Um, there it is. All right, that delete, and then or at least I think I deleted it, and then put light. Let there be light. There it is. Oh, that's pretty and it just leads up to um, a secret door of the same structure. Oh, it goes into the main room there. Yeah, so you could open that. Yeah, I was uh, and let's just say you do. You open it yep. and you can see that it goes up to just the to other. verify. Okay, cool. Yep. It leads into the other. I guess we will I will go listen at the other door unless Dirk's already down there, it looks like. <laughs> yeah, Dirk's already <laughs> down there. Dirk, did you want to take a, a listen in? Yeah, I'm gonna listen, see what I can hear. Cool. Give me a perception roll, please. 
I'm always on the wrong page. All right, perception. <laughs> let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Oh, you were an 11. You went to eight. Four. Eight. <laughs> you hear uh, yourself breathing. It sounds clear. Yeah, how do you maybe, like it now? <sighs> maybe, maybe a bit windy. Uh, I, I'm going to open it. How are you, like you feeling uh, okay? All right, you want to open that door? Yeah. Uh, I can do that. We open the door, and in that is, this is actually a numbered room. A white Yum. dragon. <laughs> um, so I'm going to say the dwarf folk can tell that it was probably an earthquake that collapsed part of this room, which is really just kind of fallen in on itself and has no, no obvious uh, items of value. So just a bunch of rubble like it caved in. This um, this place is destroyed there, my friend. Does it look like it... Uh, can we tell what kind of room this might have been previously? If it's worth for us to check out even more since we're dwarves, you know? I don't know. Um, what I would say is we can make it as quick as a perception check, just to double check. Okay. It doesn't look like there's anything of value in the room. Do a quick check. I might be able to determine that this was 19. a natural cave-in. Yeah, if you want to. Um, <laughs> it, is, it is indeed bereft of anything of value. It is just a bunch of uh, fallen uh, walls and rocks and stuff. Would stone cunning help in this whatsoever? It says whenever you make an intelligent or history check related to the origin of stonework, you're considered proficient in the history or skills and add double your proficiency bonus to the check. So like maybe the remaining walls could probably tell me something about the structure. I'm not really yeah, sure. Yeah, an earthquake did this. And you are positive of that now. <laughs> no, I meant the, rema the remaining walls, not the... Uh, like. Okay, sure. Well, I, I, I'll just say there's nothing in the module for what this room is. <laughs> <laughs> Except the actual name of this is uh, Area E6, Partially Collapsed Room. Yeah. I oh, that's think, my favorite part of this module. I think this was the latrine there. <laughs> so what I want... Leading us all the way down here for nothing. What I want to look at next... Welcome to the human out. killing room. <laughs> I'm going to say let's go back to the temple room. Yeah. And check. the next thing somebody... I can't remember who said it, but somebody had said they wanted to examine this room. Yeah, I think we should definitely check all the walls behind the altar or whatever, everything. Northern wall even. Look, does it look... Like, there's a secret door that went to the north, so, so that one's somewhere, right? There's got to be, and we know there's a secret door that we came through to this room down south here. In the south, yep. So I would assume there might be a, a similar one up here where this torch is, and I don't know. Yeah, yeah. you know, it wouldn't surprise me. Um, I mean, if it works out for this pathway, I would assume it's the same. Let's, uh, you know, I have to step away for just a second. You guys go ahead and talk about this room, and I'll be right back. So, what do you think they did on this altar? I like, mean, it's covered in old blood. Look at that. Well, it's yeah. an old dwarven altar, but it could have been used by cultists or anything over the years. We said, what, Abathor or something? Uh, yeah, I think it was Abathor. So, dwarves just, like, sacrifice people? Uh, these are evil dwarves. That's not, you know... <laughs> I wouldn't say that's the. Uh, you guys aren't evil dwarves, are you? No, it's not the high. <laughs> that's not the. That's I, not I how we are. I bought you drinks and hung out with you guys. 
I'm evil for buying you drinks, then I'm sorry. Well, at least he apologized. Yeah. <clears throat> sorry for uh, freaking out there <laughs> earlier. I uh, I've never seen something so disgusting in my life. It, I, the. Yeah, it's just a little jelly boy. I think we all, you know, kind of took care of it. They said jelly. I thought it was gonna be like you know a cool little you know flippy floppy thing on a plate. Maybe I just I don't. Yeah, those things were pretty big. Like like a flan. <laughs> yeah. 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 Like a I flan. There's some flan right now. We can definitely get some flan really when we get not. back to flandolin. Flan. <laughs> now there's an opportunity. You know, what say we just like kick the whole adventuring dragon hunting thing and just open up a flan shop? Oh, I'm sorry. You see a pile of gold to pay for this shop that you want to create? I mean, I've got I've got a few. Not enough. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, who's to say? I don't know. I don't know how to make flan. That sounds like a whole process, you know, <laughs> like I mean, it <laughs> sounds like a lot of work. Huh? I'm beginning to agree with the dark dwarves here, there, my friend Grim. <laughs> How do you make a flan? <laughs> How do you make a what? Flan. Uh, flan. In a second. All right. So, you want to check we around have, the room? We have decided to open up a flan business. Yeah. yeah. Campaign over. Oh, cool. <laughs> flan shop. I don't see any problem with that. <laughs> All you need is flan. <laughs> and flandolin. <laughs> nice. All right. So that's let's um, let me see here. All right. Who who's going to be looking around? Uh, Dirk's looking around the altar to see if it moves or if there's anything like levers or switches or anything underneath or like the ridges or anything. If there's anything like that. So Dirk, go for a perception check, please. It could be worse than a four. Way, it's either perception or wisdom. It's one of these things. But of course, if you're trained in perception, it's going to be better. 18. Um, 18. 18 is good enough. And where is he looking around? Let me just <laughs> see if it's actually... around the altar just to see if there's anything, like if it moves or if there's any switches yeah. or anything or levers or step, uh, switch, uh, pressure plates or anything around it. Um, we no. making investigation checks. You know, investigation is is useful too. Um, the re one of the reasons I'm saying perception is <laughs> right on here, and, and this is what I used earlier for uh when I think I said 13 when I said to search for the door, but I didn't bother to read. It says. Finding oh, a secret yeah. door requires a search of the wall and a successful DC 15 wisdom perception. So I'm going with Yeah, one. yeah, it does say uh, under yeah, closed secret yeah, door. Yeah, I'm cool with um, using different skills for things other than what they may originally be intended for. That's why I'm like, per perception, yeah, investigation. I mean, especially now that you know the clues of what a secret door looks like here, investigation seems like it could be useful. Uh, but all that said, uh, no, Dirk. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing there that that um, is like a secret compartment, anything hidden. You find nothing other than the limestone um, uh, altar. There was no altercation. Here. Oh. All right. What about to the north? I'm assuming it's another like a mirrored 
door opposite of the southern one. Okay, yep. Let me, uh, we'll do the same thing. Let's do a um, perception check and see if there is anything there. 22. Oh, 22? Yeah. And there is. There's another door there. Do you want to open it? Yep. Let me let me go to my delete the door routine. Okay. Door is now deleted and oh good work, Grimdoll. So you can see down there. Um and we'll just say you can see what the light dude says you can see there. Uh there's rubble down and to the left, and the hallway goes farther down to the right. I will listen at this door. You listen at the door. Uh, another perception check, please. Would have guessed it would have circled around to that other class. Not this time. I can't hear shit. He can't hear nothing. You guys are, you guys are too loud. Four. Oh, my gosh. You rolled a one, too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you, you hear anything? <laughs> no. Sounds pretty good. <laughs> you hear Jerome say, do you hear anything? You realize that my hand's resting against the door, and you're just listening to my hand. <laughs> He's knocking while, while you're listening. You to hear a knocking. heartbeat. I have to make the yeah the cupping sound on the door with his hand, and that's what I'm listening to. <laughs> so, um, back in the room, who else is doing anything? Uh, we just followed him into this tunnel. So uh, yeah, he's leading the oh, way. All right. I, I guess yeah. I see that now. I didn't see that before. Yeah, I see that. <laughs> I'm treasure hunting. I was on a different Deep layer pressure. on my map, which made you all grayed out and harder to see. Yeah, yeah. Dirk was just standing around, like pushing around that altar. And I will see if the door is. Uh, I'll check. Like, right. See if the door's unlocked. The door. Uh, yeah, from Dirk's uh, perspective, he made a pun, and then no one was there. <laughs> Everyone left. <laughs> Um, the door. This is, is why my comedy show didn't work. <laughs> the door is not locked. I will open. I will delete the door. <laughs> I delete the door. Uh, I cast well. delete. <laughs> and God said, "Be gone." The door has been RM dash F door. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I get it. Um, all right, so you step into the room, and this one is a. Uh, so um, the east wall of the room has three stone bed frames standing against it. Looks like it was some kind of uh, bed chamber. It's a shame they're not on this map. <laughs> I don't yeah, know. What they we'll, say, we'll check under the beds. I could yeah. really use a nap. Watch well, just the frames, right? Yeah, um, stone bed frames. Check them out. They are uh, of stone quality, very sturdy, <laughs> and they are um, kind of built out of the rock. So there's no under, so to speak. Oh, gotcha. Okay. They probably had straw or something on top, which has long since been yeah. disintegrated. That could be why they're not represented. If they're made out of the stone, then it could just be like carved into the wall sections. That's what we can say, but I made that part up. Okay. Rather than saying you don't find anything underneath, I I was making up that there was no underneath. <laughs> What's the rest of the room look like since I can only can't see the corner chopped off there? That that's the shape of it. Oh, okay, that's it. Wall. It's not chopped, it's just angled at that corner. All right, this is, oh, let's look around for doors. There's gotta be another way out of this right? <laughs> Crazy. Um, all right, so let's do uh whoever's gonna be searching around, let's do another perception check. I'd like to keep make it one. going here. 
All right, 18. Oh, 18? 18 is sufficient. And let's see. So along the south side of the room, I got to pick the right freaking things here again. You do see one another of those secret doors right along the, the, the far southeast um, uh, corner. Yeah, where the mouse is, <laughs> where, where Zeb's pointing. Well, I'm switching between layers. It's so hard to try and remember that I <laughs> ping stuff. So, bam, that spot there. Yes. Um, and you want to open it? Yep. So you're going to listen first. I don't see no, the points in all of these secret yeah, doors. I don't I just have tunnels. It's so much easier. <laughs> so, um, yeah, the secret door opens, and it opens to... Uh, da, da, da. so the in this room on the southern wall, is this the right? Oh, that doesn't seem right as a good description, anyway. Um, an empty stone font juts, juts out of the southwest wall. There's a stone wardrobe against the east wall. And let's see, what's on the south wall? Um, a empty stone font, so like a uh, water fountain, oh, yeah. Yeah, that uh, check the wardrobe. Yeah, I was thinking that too. Okay, inside the wardrobe um, are rotted remains of two suits of red leather armor. Um, and I'll throw this one at Doc because this goes back to something he remembered with the um, the uh, temple outside with the the statues and what have you. But these were the um, the vestments that are worn by the priests of the uh, dwarven god of greed, Abathor. Yeah. And they are remains of, they are ruined at this point. And then oddly enough, you can't see it because of the way they cut off this spot. But there is a door on the south part. Can I move this enough to see? Oh, let me do this. Like that. Uh, what the hell am I doing? What the hell is this guy doing? Now it snaps to a different spot. Um, so there is a door, a regular door for this place, a stone door on the very south wall. Is that where the water fountain is? Um, I think the, the way that's described here, I think that the font would be on the angled wall okay. on the west side. Well, let's check it anyway to see if there's anything in there. So there is a, a regular door on the far south. What about the water fountain? Anything in it? Um, no, it is empty. Just a stone. It was probably where they did like a ritual water kind of thing, yeah. holy water deal. Just checking. Yep. And then, so at right. that other door, you want to just go through that one? Who wants to take it? I'll go. But I'll go. All right, Dirk. Straight, straight down. Dirk. Yep. yep. So I just I removed the barrier so we could get light in there. Um, so it's dirt. So dirt steps through. It was um, a door behind the door. Yeah, I think you I think you went past. There you go. That, there's really there's no, no, there's no in between. <laughs> it's just a half room. Yeah. 
yeah, so Dirk steps in and you can see to the west is just a wall. Um, and to the east, there's a pile of rubble. And another door. Yeah, there's also that door to the south. Since you had said that already, I wasn't <laughs> saying that one. But you got that doors, 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 doors. Dirk's going to continue the Dirk's, uh, the Doors Unlimited and go through the next door. Okay. A lot of doors around here. The Dorks Unlimited. <laughs> is, uh, remove that door. And that opens into a... Another another partially collapsed room. And you dwarven folk would understand, based on being able to navigate in the rock and all that stuff, the room that you are in looks like it's the other side of that other collapsed room you were in. So the other collapsed room is to the south and west of where you currently are. Uh, yeah, I gotcha. I can see it. Yeah. And I don't think um, we're going to find any treasure. Uh, but there, right. is, uh, there is a big pile of rubble in this room as well. You guys want to look? You want to search the rubble or not? Yeah, I'd say we might as well. It's not like it's going to kill I us. I do want to kind of check the end of this hall here, the opposite of the rubble, to see if there's a secret door there. It seems okay. like there would well, be. I don't know. Let's do a check the rubble first. Okay. Here, I got a stick. You can use it to clear some of those rocks. Stick. <laughs> All right, Barney, we got to look through you. Come here. Stick it through the rocks, man. Who wants to make that roll? Who's going to make the... Uh, what's the check? Uh, perception, sorry. I should have said that. Uh, it's a check the rocks roll, man. <laughs> I'll do it. Go for it. Which okay. rocks are you checking? Uh, these ones down by where the light source is. Huh. Uh, yep. 15 total. All right. So, Jerem, I'm thinking because, you know, I keep going back to the whole rabbit thing. Does he, like, burrow through a pile of rocks to search what's in it? It's like a dog digging for a burrow. Yeah, I'm just a little curious. Yeah, so <laughs> he would get on all fours. Like, it would look like he's trying to get into fetal position while still being upright and yep. just start with his <laughs> with his fingers, just... And All right. so while you guys are watching, surprising amount of progress. He's going to slowly back out the room and close the door. He's doing very well. Every and, small, um, like shake off all the dirt that's on him. Nice. So the um, so Jerem is able to move uh, as Eli's described a substantial amount of the rubble, and he clears a spot where everybody can see the end of the episode. Oh. Hey. Hey, I was wondering which of these rooms we were going to find it in. <laughs> it was supposed to be previously when Dirk went in there and I was like, there's a pile of rubble. And he said, I'm going through the other door. I <laughs> 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 was supposed to find it before this. Um, all right. So, yeah, that's going to wrap up. Hey, guys, I found something. <laughs> <laughs> you found the exit of the show. <laughs> all right. So we are going to wrap this one up up and the, uh, to me this was fun good first session we got to get our adventure kicked off sure. i was pretty sure when i knew what the three jobs from the job board were that we'd end up with the one that had dwarves in it because oh, yeah. we already had the two dwarves in the party right so like <laughs> got it right yeah we're gonna end up at the dwarves and that's not a problem at all so in a way that's good because that's the one i read the most about <laughs> so <No. laughs> it made it easier to be prepared and uh just a little bit of what you guys uh, i think 
starting to get frustrated with, oh, it's a door that just leads to another door that just leads to another door. Yeah, this place is like that. But I think it's the only place in the module like that. So it's like, it shouldn't be too bad. Uh, but yeah, in the meantime, um, we like I said, we're going to wrap this one up. And um, let me see if I can figure out where I put that thing. All right. Yeah. And then we can all say uh, bye-bye. Adios. The preceding podcast was brought to you by One Joe Young. You can find us online at adventuresfromtheshed.com. Our prospects for treasure didn't work out, but hopefully our delay didn't ruin other lives. Aw, thanks, Randy. <laughs> yeah. Nice.